Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. If you ever get into a fight with your girl, I learned this. 12 words works every time. Yeah, I learned it on Dr. Phil. Yeah, DP, as my wife calls it. We're at a party. She's like, oh my God, I love DP. I'm like, hey, everyone, that's Dr. Phil, not double penetration. (laughs) This is what you do, okay? 12 words works every time. You are right. I am wrong. I love you. Honey, you win. Yes. And you squash that. You take her in your arms. You carry her to the bedroom like a teen. (laughs) And that night while she's asleep, cut her hair STP cast. My name is Steve. Here with my good friend Top Shelf, the mighty Reverend Fuego. Hello, and everybody's favorite Mono Nick. Hi. Got to give props to Bert Bert Kreischer for the comedy right there. (laughs) Great show at the Part Alive. It was awesome seeing him. But today we have a big show. Lots of guests on, and we're starting with the best first. Very excited about this. We have Glenn and Tony from Window Pane. So I figured, what better way to start the show? Jam of the week. Some window pane off of their new, actually off of their last record. The new one's not out just yet. So we'll probably pick your brain about this song because I love this song. It's called Remains Jam of the Week on the STP cast. to this song. Glenn is having the most difficult time getting some of that booze in his hand. I love it. Window Pane's day drinking on the ASTP cast. What? <laughs> <laughs> you got 
Glenn and Tony, the two guitarists from Window Pain. Glenn, also the lead singer. It's good to have you guys finally here. Awesome to be here. It's good to be here, man. Thank you. Been friends with you guys forever, and it finally dawned on me. I'm like, they've never been on the STP cast. That's stupid. We got to get them on. (laughs) And I'm like, well, let me wait until something cool is coming up. And you guys have something really cool happening on Saturday. I can't believe it. I mean, it's not very often that. I mean, to call you guys a local band is crazy because you guys are on the road so much. And uh, you guys are always busting your tail. You're easily the hardest working band in the Northwest. Um, but you have a documentary that was made about you guys that you're screening at Studio 7, and it's free for anyone to come down. Well, I mean, until they run out of space. Right. And then after uh, the documentary, you guys are jumping up on stage and moving all the chairs out of the way, and it's time to rock out. Right. Yeah. And then at, we're going to play a, a whole set of the stuff that will be the new record, minus a few songs. And then after that, we're going to have... Pretty much, because we, we were lucky enough to have a lot of great local musicians and, and talent appear in the film. Right. So we're having all those cats, as many as we could squeeze, come up and join us, and they've all learned one of our songs. So what? it'll be Window Pane on stage featuring like Jake from Van Epps or Parker from Queensryche, and so on and so forth. Rain Stone singing a song with us uh, from Clover Jane, John Beckman from The Mothership. Sheesh. From Van Epps. Uh, Chase Culp and Eric Snyder from The Crying Spell. Yeah, yeah. And they're all like, yeah, we want to learn a window pane song. So That's really cool. It's, like it's going to be like a once-in-a-lifetime thing, and it's, it's, it's free. So. I always loved that. Like Even back when our band was around, uh, we would always cover our friends' band songs. Oh, yeah. Like I remember like back in the day, we would like cover a Harvey Danger song or a Polecat song. or And sometimes we wouldn't tell them, and we'd play a show with them, and then we'd bust into yep. like We'd make sure it's a song we know they don't play live anymore. That would be a dicky move. <laughs> oh, we would do it like same like same night, same band. like Full set, same well, thing. Well, because they would always split to go party. I'd be like, stick around for four songs for a surprise. And then we'd play their <laughs> song. And you get like three of the members going, yeah, and one of them going, well. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was insulting, man. That was not that's, good. That's really not how that goes, but, but thanks. Well, so yeah, lots of stuff going on in your guys' world, even though you haven't been playing a ton of shows around town, uh, but there's been a lot of stuff working on a new record. Uh, when's the new record coming out? Do you um, know? Well, once the uh, film is out, we're going to launch our, uh, a Kickstarter for the album. And as soon as that completes, mm-hmm. uh, we'll book our studio time for as soon as possible. We're basically ready to go. Yeah. But, uh, nice. yeah, waiting on the finances. That's and, the nice thing uh, about, I think, Kickstarter. Like, I'm always kind of, like, hesitant about some stuff because people tend to, like, they're, they're e-begging for everything. But with bands, I like it because part of the incentive is you get the record as well. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's well, not like it's a, they get to buy it in advance, which helps us give them a right. better quality product because we get to spend more making the album. And it's nice to know, okay, well, we already know we've sold these records. You know? Yeah, it, yeah, it, exactly. It's, 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 I'm always, I'm all for my friends doing that because it's like, well, I'm going to buy the record regardless, so I might as well buy it in advance. And typically I'm short-term memory loss guy and I'll forget that I even bought it and then it shows up in the mail. I'm like, sweet, like I got Christmas. a new record. Yeah. Well, and, and Tony's put together like a lot of, I mean, that'll all be announced later, a lot of really killer like tiers as far as what you get based mm-hmm. on what you can squeeze, you know, because n- n- nobody's rich. None of us are rich. But, right. you know, I know in some of the summer, like the higher brackets, it's even like come in and, and spend a day in the studio watching us make the album you're helping us make. 
literally. Any so. opportunity for someone to drop down some percussion, like tambourine? And, yeah. Like, like, you hear that shaker track? Shaker? That's me, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah man. <laughs> Everyone be quiet for a second. Hear that? Glenn couldn't hold that shaker beat down. It was kind of... So we had to bring in this guy. That was before the vodka. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw your hand before the vodka. It was shaking. Was it? It's now nice and solid. I was on a plane with a bunch of screaming toddlers like six hours ago or ten hours ago. I don't know. So you went back home because you're not originally from the Northwest. You're from Maryland. I grew up in Maryland. Right. And uh, And actually you brought half of the band is from Maryland, you and Mark. Mark, yeah. I I moved to, uh, well, the band relocated to Orlando and then just through a series of relationships, I knew a guy out here Mm -hmm. and I said, you know, you need to come down to Orlando. And he went, no, 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 you need to come up here. And as you do, when you have nothing but like a van and the clothes on your back, you're like, okay. Why not? So I came to Seattle and then Mark came to Seattle and that's how we wound up here so many moons ago. And how long ago was that? Oh, I'm hesitant to say. I want people to think of us as a young, fresh band. Yeah. <laughs> Just last week. <laughs> yeah, man, that was two months ago. All right. But, uh, you know, um, that's, that's yeah. So I'm originally from Maryland, went back to visit family. And um turns out a really good friend of mine has been producing plays back there, mm-hmm. um, like in the big college theater and stuff. So I learned all the guitar stuff, which was funny because all the musicians in the pit are reading music. I can't read music. Right, so I had to it. memorize all of it and play it, and they're like, "How can you do that?" And I'm like, "How can you read that Sanskrit, man?" <laughs> right, so, but I'm it was it you. was a neat experience, and yeah, I got in late last night, and now I'm here. And thanks for the cocktails, bro. Oh, anytime, <laughs> make you feel at home. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you said because uh, a few years ago I had the opportunity to play uh, drums with Blue Thunder at a Seahawks game. Oh, oh that's yeah, cute. It was so awesome. They're like, "Yeah, we'll do a practice, and we'll give you all the music notes." I'm like. Can I just film you guys playing yeah. each song you want me to play, and I'll go home and memorize it? And they're like, huh? They're like, no, just read the music. And I'm like, I can't do There that. was once a day where I could for a half a second, and then it was just like uh, Mark Harris gone. and I, Mark yeah. Windowpane's bass player, were yeah. in jazz band together in high Whoa. school. Jazz band, right? And I couldn't read music, and I like my music instructor didn't figure it out till one day he plugged me into a chromatic strobe tuner, and I'm like, well, Mr. Yarno, can you work the tuner for me? And he's like. <laughs> It's a chromatic tuner, son. You know, the Right. I'm like, right. Well, I don't know the names of the strings, so I'm going to need you. He was like, what? <laughs> wow, you You're... didn't even. No, I didn't even know the names of the strings, man. It wasn't important as long as I was in tune, right? And I had my little tuner that had little red lights on it, so I could yeah. work that. And I was playing, you know, jazz. <laughs> and jazz. How'd you even learn? Uh, I listened to the band, listened to the horn section, and like, if I got lucky, they'd have like the little pictures of the mm. chords. Like, yeah. it'd be... 27 bars of music with a picture, and I'm like, well, they're doing this, this, and this, and this, and the picture is indicating that. I bet if I move that shape around, and the band instructor's like, well done, son. I'm like, yeah, you got it, kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to hear those kind of stories, because like, you think about like people who you meet that are like just naturally gifted in sports, and it's yeah. like, no matter what sport, they could like... Just do it. They could yeah. just do it, and you're like, well, I've been working at this sport forever, and I can't just do it. And it's it's so cool to hear stories like yourself, where it's there, there's also a musical aspect of that too like i because i've played with you and jammed with you and it's like you could pick up a song like that and i just assumed oh well he's been so well schooled with all these things but it's just something was it like a family thing like you know what i mean like Uh, my my grandfather was pretty heavy into music okay you know my dad was into hot rods and i love tinkering with cars too right mom was a beetle maniac so it wasn't really my sister played a little piano it just clicked i wasn't yeah. very athletic but i got into that and it just clicked and, and just got obsessed about you it. know it's one of those things too it's like i have a natural talent would you like fries with that i mean that's, <laughs> that's the reality of the situation right you know? yeah yeah um but you know i think honestly everyone's good at something whether it's being like a killer parent or mm-hmm. man that guy just understands astrophysics 
Everybody's got it's it. about finding that thing. Yeah, you just got to figure out what it is, and I think I stumbled upon it somehow. I'm really good at sitting on my couch watching television. Dude, I excel at that as well. <laughs> I'm dominant at that. My yeah. wife looked at me like, you could just do this all day, could you? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Why not? You hear That's the awesome. cat purring? This is good. <laughs> so uh, the documentary, give me an idea of what what can people expect with this? I mean, is this like a full-on like, behind the music of window uh, Yeah, or? it's uh, it's basically uh, decades of our lives uh, summed up in an hour and a half. It's a feature film. I yeah. Mean, it, it started as behind the music length, but... Who's that? So it seems like Tony was this your idea? Or was it yeah. a buddy who came yeah, up? Yeah, man. No, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was kind of my baby. Well, yeah. Tony and I had a couple business meetings with some some pretty sharp cats, and we're kind of like, well, this is what we've pulled off so far, and we're just trying to make ourselves desirable to what's left of the smoldering music industry. And of course, their jaws kind of start to drop. So they're like, so you guys run an arena tour out of a Chevy conversion van with no agent, no manager? We're like, that's correct. Yeah. You know, we were averaging 15% merch sales every night, too. We were doing mm-hmm. really good financially. And they went, you got to tell your story. And after enough times, Tony went, you know, we're going to launch a Kickstarter. Why don't I put together and then, you know. It's awesome. That's, yeah. That was the genesis of it. And, you know. It's basically, yeah, let's let's tell the story. So, <laughs> yeah. What's the name of the documentary? It's called There's No Such Thing as the Record Label Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great. The, the story of windowpane, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it's like you, I, I was just thinking about that the other. We are, are going to be interviewing Volbeat next week, uh, Michael from Volbeat, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, this band is huge in the world of rock, but could you imagine? Like, I, I think about like 15, 20 years ago, if that band was as huge as they are now, I mean, it would just be like they could just put out one record and they could retire and be completely fine, yeah, you know. Right. But it's like oh, yeah, it's the fine. times have changed so drastically from what it was like. I mean, 10, 15, 20 years ago. I mean, you look at how like the phone has evolved, let alone oh, yeah. how. We listen to music has. I mean, I remember when we first were kids. It was like, okay, vinyl, cassette, CD, cool. And you just assume, well, that's going to be the CD's going to be here for the long. I remember haul. telling my mother yeah. it was a bad idea to buy a computer because it was a glorified word processor, and who needs it? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I remember even thinking, oh, I'm never going to not have CDs in my car. I'm never yeah. going to have everything on a MP3 player. Now it's like everything is on my phone. Well, even the like the title of the documentary is born of, and it's a lot, you know. The, Amazing bands, great people, but it became kind of a joke within our band is there was still this belief system that, hey, man, we'll go in the studio and we'll make a great record. We'll get signed. And we'll get signed. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you put, put our CD under the pillow. Exactly. You put your CD <laughs> under the pillow and the record label fairy comes and off you And it's uh, that's not, that's literally where the title came from. Is, right. You know, and I've got people I love and respect that I'm like, dude, uh, that's not going to happen. That doesn't happen anymore. It's, and if you yeah. want the proof, just look at Tony and I and, and Mark and Sean. Right. because We've sold out Showbox Market. We've been on major tours. We've sold 10,000 records independently. We don't even have an agent, man. Mm-hmm. We don't want, well, you guys keep trying. <laughs> right. We, everything you're doing now in the yeah. 90s would have led to a major record oh, label. Oh, my goodness. I mean, honestly, yeah, it would have. Yeah, it really would have. And it's, no, it's, no, it's not an insult to you and your music. It's just it's a unfortunate Time statement. That's the state of the industry, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, and the hope at this point really is the documentary tells the story of the band, but also truly documents our accomplishments the past couple of years. Because sure. the other side of this is that no one knows. No one really knows outside of the people at Prospect Park, who we talked with quite a bit after we toured with Five Finger. They were phenomenal. Um, they're the only people that know what we have pulled off. So the mm-hmm. documentary will serve to let the industry, as well as all our fans, friends, whatever, you know, they'll get an inside look at the band, get to know all of us, find out the whole story of the band, but also it's evident what we have accomplished. Maybe that'll lend itself to support. Hopefully the new album will lend itself to some support. Sure. We just haven't gotten lucky yet. I think a lot of bands get lucky. Someone knows someone, someone saw someone, someone's uncle's brother's cousin just happens right. to be, and they get an opportunity and it gets wings and flies. And 
good for them. I mean, more power to them. That's phenomenal. We just haven't, uh, you know, we're a bunch of railroad kids, man. <laughs> we, we haven't you say had that, any. and I understand what you're saying. And but there's I, been I, no I, luck at all. I look at you say that as an outsider, though. I think there's going to come a point, you know, probably when the band's done. Uh, one day that you're going to look back and be like, man, we accomplished a lot. And I, th- oh, I feel like you're doing that, that now. Oh, no, now. We can we see that, that watching now. The, We're yeah. very proud. Right, because, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, that's why I, like, I understand what you're talking about, where the luck would be nice to be able to make, yeah. be able to like pay your bills that way. A little bit of help. Fully. That's yeah. the goal. Yeah. Right. That's the goal. And not even mansions and, and you know, speedboats. But the, you guys, just... t- you've definitely made an impact on a fan base. You've, you've made an impact on your friends. You've made an impact musically that, I mean, you can't discount. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. But it's been it's been every single single rung of that ladder it's been a bitch we have a worked climb. our ass off yeah. to reach for every single right. rung where and, so many bands and give so up. many people don't know how much goes into that mm-hmm. you know and and plus the story of it it basically starts out with where we all come from mm-hmm. i mean the first basically half of the film is kind of everything that led up to us all kind of joining forces and is there that moment of like an and, emotional and, um, vulnerable moment that you're gonna a little nervous th- about there's actually seeing? there's there's a lot of really we actually yeah well well basically where where we come from just period is uh we believe that this whole thing is you know putting yourself out there yeah being you know this is the whole deal yeah we go into really personal stuff because I'm saying it's like really personal moments on it. It's it's easy to not easy. It's one thing to be. Uh, I, I think you're used to being vulnerable musically, but then yeah. all of a sudden to be vulnerable just as a a person, as an individual yeah. with the camera on you, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty, pretty heavy. Exposing, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's cool. The, the goal, hopefully, there is that people are going to have feel a greater connection with a band. Like I know Jolene mm-hmm. had a pre-screening because she appears in it, and she was like, Neat. "I'd like to review my sections, of course." So we gave her the film, and one of her comments was, "You know, I, I cried a couple times." Wow. So, I mean, hats off to Tony. That obviously says my boy put together a phenomenal film. By the time this podcast is over, yeah. I'm going to get you guys to cry to yeah. get revenge. On <laughs> well, I'm going to watch it and throw myself off the roof of the building. You know? Nice. <laughs> the film was great. <laughs> Jolene's going to be there for the big party on she uh, Saturday. Is, she's hosting, yeah, hosting it. Yeah, she's that, hosting the whole that, thing. That's pretty. You know what? Before we talk more about some stuff, I want to definitely get more into about the new record. I'll just. Lots of questions, just lots of fun things I want to talk about because you guys have always been a, a blast to be around. Um, but let's do a song. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys? Uh, what are you guys gonna do? And tell us a little bit about. It. Give us the 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 storytellers on this song before we bust into it. Well, I've been smoking a lot of hash that day. <laughs> I may or may not have sold myself down by the creek. No, that's not true at all. Um, we wrote collectively as a band a truckload of songs that would go towards the new album, and then. We put them through every possible filter you can imagine, where three months later, we would pull a song back up and re-examine it, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You end up with kind of a wad of songs left over that made the cut, and then those even get whittled down and refined. I mean, we've killed ourselves trying to put together the best body of work we can. So the two songs we're going to play today are two songs that lend themselves to like the acoustic format, I think, that will be appearing on the new record. Right on. Um, and the first one, it's funny you say storytellers, it is kind of a pseudo-fabricated story, like, you know, just the story of, uh, you know, the guy that watches the love of his life kind of split town to move on to better things, and he's stuck in this sort of little Western Maryland, West Virginia coal mining town, which is very much where I came from. So it's, you know, just a story about loving someone that ran off to search for greater things, I guess, and hopefully people can relate to that. I would imagine so, yeah. You know, (laughs) that's all right, you know. And what's it called? It's called Lady Jessica. Lady Jessica. All right, let's check it out. Mm-hmm. 
Jessica, what's been ailing you? I ran into your mom, she'd been missing you. Said she had not seen your face in over seven lonely years. Seven years ago, he said you had to go. When I dared ask you where, you said you didn't know. Only knew there might be less pain in some place far off from here. Inside this room, I've been locked up in this hell. Did you find your heart? Did you find your dreams? Did you wind up a star on the silver screen? Or did all those childhood dreams turn into weight you could not bear? I guess we all give hope away. When you Window pane. Thank you. Ah, dude, after that performance, you're getting signed. I know for sure. That, that's so send that to the record label. We'll get you guys signed. I'll tell you, I don't know if it's the same way for Tony, but you put me 
on a stage, if there's two people or 200 people or 2,000 people, no worries. Right. You put me in a room with like six people. It's weird. I'm terrified. I'm yeah. like, that song is killer, man. Thank you. That's the first. I mean, I heard you guys sound checking for a half a second, but you don't get to kind of get sucked into the story. Yeah. But it is. It's kind of like that. It tells a story. It's the story of a guy who, you know, we all. But we've all known that girl. Yeah. We've all loved that girl, man. Yeah. Sometimes we've been that girl. No, <laughs> no, I had to go to work in the mines, bro. Yeah, I didn't not. get out to L.A. <laughs> oh, I was off to L.A., man. I tried to become an actor. Next thing you know, I'm doing some crazy things, if you know what I mean. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. Guys, guys, believe everything I say. You guys are nuts. <sighs> nuts. Uh, so tell us a little bit about this record. Um, now, the last record, I, I love the last record. I, I just thought it was a nice punch-in-the-gut type of a oh, vibe to oh, it. That's you. why I love playing thank that you. first song. I'm a big fan of the band's first song off of a record. I feel like that's usually like the ultimate first impression. Sure. And it's like the introduction to what that album's going to sound like. And I thought you guys with, with Remains knocked it out of the park. And I was like, okay, I'm in. Oh, you know thanks. what I mean? Right wow, on. that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Does that kind of a thought as a, a guy who's writing songs, do you have that in your mind, like the sequencing? Or is that something that you wait until you finish writing a record? Like, you that, know what I mean? That usually comes later. Yeah. yeah. Once yeah. you've uh, actually tracked it. Because some songs that uh, maybe weren't going to make the record suddenly become like, wow. Okay. That was wow. And so that becomes more of the feature song. Is it now? And this is uh, this record's gonna have a. Di- I mean, you've had the drummer Sean for a while now, but yeah. this, this is his first record with first you guys. It is, yes. Do you? I mean, it, there's been a few different members that have come in and out since I've known you. I remember when I first saw you guys. We you were a three spinal, piece. We have a spinal tap thing going on with drummers. <laughs> yeah, yes, totally. Little yeah. green globule, but uh, just left yeah. on the stool. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of energy does that bring? Uh, new members. Oh man. And- oh, dude, Sean has brought a ton of energy. He's brought a ton of energy. He's um. He's, he's a really passionate player, mm-hmm. I mean, and he just beats the hell out of those things. And uh, yeah, just his uh, his energy, and and he's got all the skills too. He's he's got a great meter, he's got a great feel and a great bounce. And mm-hmm. just once we kind of clicked, right? Because it takes a while to find each other. But once we found each other, it's it's been yeah, awesome. I'm really excited. Yeah. yeah, Kevin was if you can imagine someone that's really into like Portnoy. Mm-hmm. but loves Motown and hip-hop. So Kevin had all these technical chops that were amazing, right? but everything always swung and bounced. Like, every every song felt like you were dribbling a basketball, which is of critical importance to, to us. Like, if a song doesn't bounce and groove, F. You know, we just yeah. it's got to make people move. Right. It's- Sean is more like a cross between John Bonham and Danny Carey, where he's more of a rock player than Kevin was. Kevin was more of a technical player. Gotcha. So, well, I think that's like a, the example I always use this as the Guns N' Roses example. Like Matt Storm is a phenomenal drummer, but yeah. I felt that they lost something with Adler. Uh, they lost the heartbeat. We gained something with Sean. It was yeah. funny. Our first show with Sean, we had diehard fans come up and go, "That's what you guys were missing," and we were like, "Oh, right. I didn't even know we were missing something. This is great." I mean, he, he hits he hits so hard that it's you know it's hard to believe that little skinny guy hits the drums that hard. But he's got a great sense of pocket, mm-hmm. and he is a diehard rock and roll guy and. So that really, I mean, when you change out a drummer, and we had just come off of all that, we were really, really, really trucking. Kevin left us right in the middle of all yeah. that. Um, it's like replacing your spinal cord. You have to learn to do everything again because your spinal column is now right. new. And what this band became as a result of Sean becoming our spine, I think is really exciting, yeah. man. Like, we cannot wait to 
And we did like a fan premiere party where we just kind of showed people. We played six or seven songs. Like, like 10 months ago. Yeah. yeah, this is what we're messing with. And the with. songs were still infants at that point. Big time. Right. Yeah, right. They were, yeah. you know, and then people were like, oh, cool. And then we did a surprise show down at, down at Louie's in Fife. And people that had even been at the previous show were like, wow. And it's just the difference of us working those songs and what they're becoming as Sean finds his place in them. And now, I know It's you've... been really positive, man. Really exciting. I know you've been a band only for two months, as we just talked right. about. But, but <laughs> right. I mean, as a band that's been around for two long months, uh, it's got to feel great to know that, you know, you're writing stuff that is still resonating with your audience and, and actually kind of throwing them for a loop. You well, know? challenging them. I yeah. mean, if you don't yeah. feel like you're cutting new turf, um, if, you, if you're not kind of scared sometimes, then you're not doing your job. I think Jerry Cantrell said that, and I was like, wow, man. And I'm a huge fan of his, but we went through a lot trying to – figure out who we were mm-hmm. when Sean joined and what the band was after what we had done. And we started writing and I went down a very rock blues path for a minute and we just, we had to refine ourselves and right. where we landed. I, you know, it's one of those things when we did daybreak, we all walked away going, man, that's the best thing I've ever done in my life. And, right. And I'm confident as we do this next record, we're all going to walk away going, that's the best thing I've ever done in my life. Well, if that song's yeah. any indication, you know, man, you guys are on the right path. That's well, for sure. And, and for your, you got people that will pay money to come see you. I think you owe them. Yeah. That you owe them how many? You guys worked on that song for a month. Yeah, mm-hmm. didn't that make you crazy? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. We did it for you because you actually come stand there for four minutes and listen to us. That right. is a privilege. A lot of bands think you just go out and you play and the people show up. No, no, no. That is a privilege. Yeah, and we want to earn that privilege, fan by fan, show by show, by doing the best we can, the absolute best we can. And people have that privilege to see you guys on Saturday. Well, and it's a privilege free. for us yeah. to play for them, yeah. And this yeah. time, I mean, hey, dude, if you screw up, it's like, hey, you got what you paid for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not even going to get on stage. Tony's going to hold up a dictaphone with all my stuff. There you there go. You go. <laughs> Just play this video. I'll be like, here, take yeah. this, suck it. We're out. Oh, we're going to have the holographic. So our singer's passed out in the back yeah. room. It'll be I'm... me and Tupac doing the holographic oh, thing. there you go. <laughs> I would love to see that. Hey, let's do another song. You all guys right. got you got awesome. another one in yes, you? Yes, of course. Awesome. So this is Windowpane again. You can check them out. This is Glenn and Tony from Windowpane this Saturday. Studio 7 doing a free show. It's a screening for their documentary. There's no such thing as the record label Fairy. Uh, members of Queens are going to be popping in. Clover Jane, Mothership, a bunch of other bands. Jolene from KSW is going to be there as well hosting it. Uh, again, it's free. Studio 7 this Saturday. And get more information at windowpane.net, right? Yeah. That's cool, right. cool. So what song are you guys going to do this time? This one's called The More I Run. All right, let's do this. Maybe I should go. Maybe I should move. Maybe I should hang on just one more time. For I'll go on loving you. Maybe I should cry. Maybe I should see. Maybe I should hang on just one more time. Like you're hanging on to me. Cause time ain't on. So I can look you in the eye Maybe I'm obsessed Maybe I can't rest Maybe I can't feel your skin beneath my hands Till I get this off my chest 
That was awesome, wow. dude. Thanks. That was a great one. Yeah, that did not sorry. suck. <laughs> it's all good, man. As you should be sorry. I don't even know what we're sorry about, but you should be. <laughs> Never say sorry. Well, that's, we a, that's between he and I. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, did that. you guys have a jazz moment? Uh, no, no, no. It was kind <laughs> of rats in the maze. I see the cheese. Do you? Nope, but I'll get to it. <laughs> Love it's, it. It's, it's all sleight of hand. The audience doesn't know. Yeah. yeah. That was great, what man. What did Tyler Durden say? The film cuts and uh, no one even knows or whatever. Yeah, it was like that. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> window pain again, windowpain.net to get more information uh, about the show. Again, Saturday, it's free. Uh, and then after that, probably not going to see you out playing live for a bit, huh? Be in the studio and. Yeah. Yeah, basically, as soon as the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, Kickstarter will be launched uh, the week after this next show. So. Okay. So well, then after that, it runs its course for like, what, uh, a month or so. And then as soon as it, it looks like, well, we're hoping that it'll look like we're going to meet our goal. Yeah. Then uh, basically, as soon as we see that, then we can book our studio time for as soon as possible. Out of curiosity, what, what, I mean, even if you haven't figured out the exact number yet, but eventually it'll be there for people to see. What What do you think is a goal uh, for something like recording a record? Uh, well, we're going to ask for 20. Yeah. 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 yeah 20,000. You know, we sold 10,000 copies of the last thing. So, right. so you know, we kind of figure that. We the, talked about it at length. We want to do this on two inch. 
There's a thing. Two inch tape. There's a thing oh, you yeah. get Old on. School. There's Drums a tape compression. Now, I mean, yeah. we do. Oh, yeah. The last record was done Pro Tools HD. It was done by Red Elias, and mm-hmm. the guy's phenomenally talented. Um, there's just that element of tape compression. There's a and, warmth to it, dude. Man, like yeah. I, was, I think Slash. I mean, even the guys in Filter, as I understand, a lot of guys are doing a thing where they cut it to two inch, they throw it into HD for editing, mm-hmm. then back to two inch. Yep. And I know by the time it gets to an MP3, well, I don't really believe that, man. I think if you take something killer and squash it down to nothing, it's still better than average. I agree. So we're that's that's why it's yeah. such a high number is you know we can maybe get a couple three songs on a spool of tape at two hundred bucks a spool. No, I I, I you understand know? what you're yeah, saying. So and yeah, we're not going to make a, a a record for the person who's well, I mean. Well, we're going to make a record for all of our fans, but, but we're not going to go sonically for someone who is going to end up on their iPod that they plug into their little computer speakers. Right. You know, if, if you have a good system at home, we want it to rock. Yeah, it should sound good, so man. It should be huge. It should wrap around you. It should just... Are there hopes for a, a vinyl pressing as well? Or we you guys about we that? were talking... So cool. I was yeah. just talking to Brett about that, dude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Well, there's a resurgence in that, it man. Is. A lot it's of the record saving stores, record stores. Sur- yeah. The yeah. ones that survived vamped up all the vinyl, and now you see 14-year-old kids like, dude, I got to get a new stylus for my techniques, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Right, you know, yeah. and I think part of it's yeah. not only the medium itself is cool; it's a fetish property, right? Absolutely. But yeah. you guys know what it's like, man. You buy the record, you dig the record, and the first thing you do is you sit down and you read every printed word like it's the Bible, and right. you need saved. Even the very special thanks. I go, oh, yeah, I yeah. 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 man, I remember doing that with cassette tapes. Yeah. Like, I wish this was bigger. The special yeah. thanks is my favorite part. I'm always trying to see if I recognize Dude, any of the names. Like, I'm um, like, is that a celebrity? Is that this? Well, you know that's what, what I mean? we like, found on the road, man, is is even in the realm of the digital download, we've truly found that people want something to walk away with. Yeah. We go out and stand by our merch table. People come by all night, photos, T-shirts, whatever. All you had to do was pop up in one CD and have a Sharpie in your hand, and they go, you're signing them? We go, well, yeah. Yeah. There'd be a line 75 people deep. How cool like, is that? Oh, and it was because they wanted something tangible. Mm-hmm. They go home, they read the lyrics. They, you know, it's it's a real connection between artist and fan that while the medium that Apple provided is really cool, God, the accessibility right. is incredible. I won't deny that. It has, it's like, you know, families used to sit around and play cards in the 1950s. Now the kids play Nintendo or they put on a Barney video. It separates people. I and did- I think in a medium like music, the more connection you can have between artists and fan, the better. And I think that's why vinyls, there's a resurgence in vinyl. Then we're seeing not via stores, but on the road, we're seeing a tremendous resurgence in the people's need for a physical copy of the album. What is they a certain have QR codes they can zap and download the album right there. Nope, they want to buy the, the CD. Well, I think you're right. Lots I mean, of kids, too. Yeah, a I mean, lot that, of kids. Most surprised kids. us, you know? I mean, a lot of the... 15, 16, 20-year-old, you know, that that was... Uh... They're smarter than we realize, man, yeah, those kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right, oh, though. This iPod's <laughs> kind of impersonal. <laughs> yeah, it is. There's an emotional sure connection is. that we all have to music, and yeah. to be able to then further that connection by having an autograph, by having a picture, all that, that there's something yeah. special about that that, they, that you're right, a phone can't provide. And the vinyl thing, I mean, I was late to that party, but then I realized when I finally did do it, it enhanced my listening experience tenfold. Well, there's a ritual now. I'm you paying get the attention again. If you're slick, you depth, actually brush yeah. the record, yeah. you drop the needle on. Or if you want to go straight to Smokeable. track five, you yeah. look at the lines on the album mm-hmm. and you drop the needle on track. But you're five. way more invested in it than Big as opposed time, to dude. a Bluetooth speaker, which I mean, I'm guilty of as well. It's not like I have any issues with it. It's Sin. nice. Yeah. They're <laughs> <laughs> great for barbecues. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. yeah. But I mean, like, it's something pretty cool about sitting in your living room and paying 100% to the music that you're listening to, and, and vinyl has provided that. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome to see that resurgence. It is. Yeah. It's, it's to know that... Because, you know, there was that huge... 
this is all, we're still in the wake of an extraordinarily transitional period due to technology. There were tremendous leaps forward in technology. Yeah. And we're all, even from 14 to 44, we're learning how to deal with the new mediums of our world. And every time you blink, something is new, something is right. different. So it's, um, it's a real challenging time in a way. And I think that the more people can find people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because um, we're all disconnected. We can be in a room full of people and you're sitting there thumbing away at text. Yeah, I say social media has made us all socially awkward. Yes, and it's, yeah. it's, it's so true, though. It you is, know? yeah. Um, so, you know, I think the more that the more that we can do to put out the best thing possible and be as interactive with our fans, even the, the film that Tony's killed himself making happen. I mean, the guy killed himself to make this a reality. And when you see it, you'll go, yeah, that guy, this is blood, sweat, and tears, and it's all Tony's. Will there um, be a But DV- these people that see it will know us in a way they never have before, and they'll feel more connected to us than they ever have before, and that's the goal. Is there going to be a way for people to watch it that can't yes. go? Yes. yes, actually, it's going to be online for everybody for free. Oh, yeah. wow. and, uh, it'll be up there, which will be shortly after the, our uh, screening party. Right. And then uh, uh, one of the tiers on the Kickstarter is you'll get a special DVD, and there will also be special sections, extended interviews and uh, extended live footage and gotcha. a little bit of stuff like that. Nice. Which, um, yeah, because there's there's so much stuff. I mean, there was like, you know. 28 hours of footage. To then figure out what to you. Well, well, gosh, we got, uh, you know, VHS recordings from when we were 12 and, That's you so know, cool. and, and to go through all that stuff and then to put it on disc and then to upload that to the system and then basically to go through everything, you know, yep. plus all these great interviews, you know, all these artists who, uh, you know, sat down and talked with us. They all had so much great things to say, which is really hard to go. Well, which which one of these very flattering things am I going to cut out? <laughs> right. It was. You use the other really ones cool, as your man. ringtone. Then it you know, was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Window pane was great. Yeah, yeah. I always oh, thought I they taste. smelled like onion rings. Yeah. I always thought they smelled like onion rings. Oh, sorry, I got to get this. <laughs> Hey, so yeah. before we let you guys go, I did uh, something I threw out there that I like to do sometimes when we have a band in is uh, see if you, as Glenn knows, and you know I play drums. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know if you realize this, but uh, hold on a second. So you got a drum machine over there? I brought my drums with me. Ooh, what do nice. you do? <laughs> I figured we could do a cover you guys want. It's my garage band drum set. Something easy? Well, I mean, I only have small Man. fingers, so yeah. I know a zillion and I'm drawing a blank on it. Every single one. Jane says it's G and A. Jane says there's no drums. Yeah. Oh, you got to put it on the steel drum setting. Yeah. And then we'll make Toppy go bing, bong, bing, bong, 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 bing, bing, bong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we could do D Door Alive. No. I don't know if I remember that one. We don't have to do, and, we don't, and we don't even have to do the full uh, song because it's not going to go well. I, I, I promise you that. The drums uh, are awful. Uh, what, what, do we do in the, what do we do in the originals that we could squeak through? Four picks. <laughs> Some war pigs? I think we could kind of do that, dude. This could Maybe. be hilarious. No, this is... It's in, been a while. As the Spanish like, say, yeah. increíble. Is All that right. correct, Vicky? Yes. That's terribly wrong. It's terribly wrong. <laughs> she just spit at me. You can't yeah. see. My left leg is soaked now. <laughs> Let's see how far we could get. I mean, I don't know. Oh, how, yeah. Do you have a hi-hat? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do. All right. Are we ready? So we'll do a big, slow intro. Oh, as well. As well oh, see all going on here. So... <laughs> All right. Yes. All right, let's give this a shot. Here we so go. It's a big slow intro into yeah. verse one. 
Oh, okay, so just go right into the verse. That's a good idea. No, no, I'm no, saying no, let's no. do the oh, intro. Do the, do the, the whole intro. song. Yeah. It's, it's going to be awesome. No, dude, we want to drag this right. out for you as long you as humanly possible. Right. Let's do this. Here as he sweats and soars himself, we right. will continue into verse two. Let's see if my fingers are strong enough for this. All right, here we go. that one, baby. Float that one. Percussion is his life. Shut up, Toppy. Generals gathered in their masses. Just like witches at Black Masses. Evil minds that plot destruction. Sorcerer of death's construction. In the fields, the body's burning. As the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Top shelf takes them from behind Oh Lord, yeah!
far. Come on. <laughs> now in darkness, Steve stops counting. Ashes where the body's burning. More war pigs have the power The hand of God has struck the hour Saving us all God is calling On the knees the war pigs crawling Begging mercy for their sins Satan laughing spreads his wings Oh, Lord, yeah. You know, honestly, dude, it's pretty incredible what you're pulling off. Seriously. If you're just listening and not watching, I recommend you watch this later. <laughs> that was my fault. Garage band app on my iPhone. Dude, yeah. yeah, he's leaning over this thing, oh, biting his hurt. bottom lip. His pointer fingers are extended. He's pounding at this little device. I've got contusions on my fingers now. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were torturing like a small Smurf behind a drum set over there. Like, hey, you must pay that stuff. Take it. Feed you to Gargamel. You know, I'm like, get him, Steve. Yeah, I hated those little guys too. It was One killing chick. me. What? This, the, the, the symbol was like louder than everything else. Like, yeah, it was. Take, yeah. It's like, ah. And then everything else was like. <laughs> All right, time to do some Metallica. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> now I lay me down to sleep. <laughs> I pray to sleep my soul to keep. If I soil my sheets before I wake, I pray that mom will use bleach and not tell my friends. <laughs> 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 
Hush, little baby. I'm turning this thing off. James, you're out there. I love you, buddy. That was awesome. That was incredible. We got through a pseudo version of War Pigs with you playing a phone. That was amazing. That was pretty incredible. It was awful, but it was fun. Well, halfway through, I was like, man, I feel sorry for him. We shouldn't have done I'm never having him back like the minute we leave. I know. I hit a point where I was like, I'm just going to say let's stop. But I'm like, oh, we're already halfway through it. You can solo now, buddy. You're committed. Yeah, that was fun. It was funny to watch your drum set walk around the book you have it on there. It almost fell off a couple times. Yeah. It's like that in real life, too. I need to have that carpet with the wood block in front of it. Otherwise, my bass drum would run away. It's right. no different than with my oh, phone. Yeah. You, you just were, strap you it down. You were earning that. I yeah. You were earning that big time. Oh, I'm sweating. I'm pitting <laughs> out on this. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, Tony, it's been an honor awesome. having you guys oh, on, man. man. Dude, yeah. Thank you guys so much for having us yeah. up. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> and again, catch them on Saturday. Uh, you know what the nice thing is? I, I will be in Spokane, but if you need me to play drums, I'm sure we can figure out a way to Skype my drumming in. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait. Yes. Steve, we can phone it in. Right. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Damn it, I don't have my phone ready to go. But <laughs> really do appreciate you guys joining us again Saturday. Windowpane.net. Find them on Facebook as well and everywhere else. Uh, you guys can uh, find them. And uh, looking when you guys get the new record done, or even uh, let me know when you get the uh, Kickstarter going. I'll put the the link up on our site and all oh, that fun stuff. Brother, but will do, man. but when Thank the record's so done, let's get you guys back in here to to come and jam out and have some fun again. That was. That would be great, man. Too We'd much fun, man. Yeah. Um, it's always That's good seeing you guys. you guys. Yeah. Sorry I won't be there for uh, Saturday. It's weird seeing but... everyone in the daylight, man. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> normally when I see you guys, well, I'm half crocked now, but normally when I see you guys, I'm half <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we got, we got another interview to do, Top Shelf. I believe yeah. he's on hold and ready to go. He's uh, This is a hockey tournament that I'm, I'm very excited to talk about. It's happening in June here in the Northwest in Bremerton uh, called the uh, Draft Tournament. So uh, I believe... Nick Fleehart from Draft Tournament is waiting to talk to us. Nick, are you there? Hello. Hi, is this Nick? Wow. This is Nick. Nick, it's uh, Steve from KISW. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Steve. How you doing? I- I'm doing great. How's your liver doing? Because I know you just did a hockey <laughs> tournament in Toronto. Yeah, I've got what we what we like to call the uh, draft tournament hangover. I bet. Yeah, you come, your liver hurts, your whole body hurts, but uh, <laughs> you're glad you did it, and you, you wait a couple days, and you're ready to do another one. I think so. Yeah, that's why I wanted. To, and we have Nick Fleehart on our uh, on, and he's uh, the manager of hockey development for the NCHL, which is uh, the big draft tournament uh, for for hockey people out there that listen to the show. You're going to want to pay attention to what we're going to talk about because I feel like this has grown into like almost like a cult like following of people who travel all across not only America but also North America and Canada to play hockey with people they've never met before. Yeah, uh, and you know, I, I guess I should throw a quick shout out since we're talking about a cold like following. We have yeah. we have a guy named Jim Ramsdale. We just call him the Iron Man. He uh, he actually started his uh, streak last year at uh, at the Seattle tournament, uh-huh. actually Bremerton. But he started and he he just fell in love and he said, "Hey, listen, I I, I just want to come to these things. You just tell me when there are and I'll be there." And he's been to. Uh, Six in a row now, and he signed up for the next two. Wow. And he's yeah, he's he just keeps coming. So he he owns the Iron Man streak right now, and I, I don't see it ending anytime soon. Give it out a shout. That is awesome. I I, I uh, this is the way I described it to these guys. Cause I'm a, I want to definitely get into detail about exactly what's going on with you guys. But this is the way I explain it to the guys on our show to be like, hey, this is who we're talking to. Uh, it's a hockey tournament coming to Bremerton in July, and I said the concept's cool. You spend the weekend in Bremerton, you get wasted with many people you've never met. And you draft the hockey team for the weekend tournament and wear completely ridiculous jerseys. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, if you like <laughs> hockey and you like drinking, then that's, you should probably be there. 
Man, I was looking at the uh, pictures, and those are some ugly uniforms, man. It's amazing, oh, The Don dude. Cherry ones. If you don't know Don Cherry, you're probably like, what the hell yeah. are these guys wearing? Yeah, I had no idea. Well, I mean, I'm from I'm from Oklahoma originally, so it's you know when, when I first moved up here, I like I had no clue who Don Cherry is, but uh, you you live a little bit in Canada and you you can't help but uh, you know see him on TV. And when we thought Toronto, that that was the first thing we said is we should do Don Cherry jerseys. And, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they are ugly, but uh, man, people loved them. Like we got so many compliments about them, and they just they want to know where they can get them, and just, hey, you got to come to a tournament to get them. Now I want to talk in, about the tournament because I, I think it's such a great concept. Because I think when people think about uh, a, a tournament, whatever sport it may be, you're like, oh, this is going to be the cream of the crop in the sense that you got to be probably someone that's almost played in the pros or this then. And and that's not the case with this tournament. This is more of a tournament based on camaraderie, hanging out with people who also love hockey. You could be a relatively new player to someone who's played forever. I mean, it doesn't. The skill level isn't like the be all end all when it comes to this tournament. And I think that's something that you know people out here who listen. We have such a strong uh, men's league base in the Northwest. I mean, I think it's one of the biggest men's leagues in America as far as when you add up everybody that's playing recreational hockey or beer league or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some people might be turned off at first thinking, oh, I'm not good enough. But I, that's not really the case with this tournament. No, I, I think to kind of understand that the tournaments, like you have to kind of realize where, where the NCHL started. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it started with uh, the owners. They They went through a beginner program here about 10 years ago and, they had no place to play here in Calgary, so they started their own league. And as it moved forward, they, they started thinking about tournaments and, and what would be cool. And, and you know, when, you, when you're a hockey player, the, the one thing you can think about is being drafted. Right. So they started with this concept, and that's where the tournament came from. And, you know, we have uh, here in Alberta, uh, in Calgary is where our, our league's the biggest. We have 190 teams in Calgary and 70 in Edmonton. And, and a big part of that growth is, uh, is through our beginner program. We have a program that takes beginners from – just starting out and getting on the ice to playing in our league. And we graduate a thousand new players every year. And uh, those, wow. those players come right out of the program and come to this tournament. <sighs> and yeah, there are some really good hockey players, but they're also beginner hockey players. There's mid-level hockey players. So it's a tournament truthfully for everybody. Everyone can get something from this tournament. Every team has guys that are really good and guys that are beginners. And so it really works out to, to making an even experience. And it's, you know, it, yeah, we all like to win and we understand that. Yeah. But the big thing about it is just being on the ice, drinking some beer. You, you get the guys that come that have played forever. They get a huge kick out of playing with these guys that just started and they make it their goal to make sure these beginners get goals or these beginners have a great time. And that, that's what makes this experience so awesome is that everyone that comes to these things, they buy into it, and they just want to have fun. They just want to drink beer, and they want to make friends, and, and that's what it's all about. I have a few buddies that have played at a pretty high level, and I could tell them when they're out on the ice and they see someone who's relatively new out there on like pickup games and things like that, and you can just see they're just constantly trying to dime them past. And it's, like, it's a cool thing to see that. I think guys who have played at a high level get it and want to just enjoy the experience of being on the ice with the boys. And, and I, I want to talk a little bit about the draft setup because, I mean, I've yeah. only seen the videos – and the pictures and the description, but from what I gather, it seems like you, got, you all hang out at the hotel at like a, a, some some kind of a ballroom or a bar, whatever it may be, so and awesome. you just crush beers and then pick teams. <laughs> yeah, that's well, I, I, that that sums it up pretty well. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> so is there someone with I a mean, microphone like calling people's names out? Like, yeah, it's, it, well, yes. usually it's usually it's me. Like I, I MC a lot of these. We have another guy that uh, before I moved up here, he did all of them, uh-huh. and we started with three in Jasper, Canmore, and Vegas, and. 
he does all of those, and then you know, from his other commitments, I, I take over the rest of them. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty much there's a guy we we make the draft rounds prior to the uh, tournament, and what happens is when people register, they give their name, they give their information, and then we have them rate themselves on a scale of one to ten. I was going to ask, and, is there a pre-ranking <laughs> list? <laughs> yeah, there's a pre-ranking, and then what we do is we also combat that with. When they're friends, they say, hey, I'm, I'm registering with Jim and John. Well, we ask Jim and John to rate their buddy as well. Oh, because, that's awesome. Oh. Yeah, so we have a couple guys that will come in and say, oh, well, I'm a six. And Jim will say, oh, come on, Tom is only a three. And so it, it, <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. But, yeah, so then we, then we split up the draft rounds, and we put every round has similar players in it. So what happens is we get to the, to the draft party, which is usually at a bar, most time at a bar because they have plenty of alcohol for us to drink. But uh, – we, we set it up, the goalies come up, and they, they chug a beer to see who gets to pick which jersey they want. Nice. And uh, then we give them another beer, and they chug it, and whoever finishes first gets to pick in the first in the next round. <laughs> it's like Survivor. So, yeah, so they, they pick their player, and, uh, and those guys come up, we give them another beer, and they chug it. Oh, this is and awesome. So, Steve, yeah, when are you going to so, play? I registered. I'm oh, playing nice. in this one. I registered. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm, I guess as a goalie, I'm gonna be chugging a beer awesome. or two. Yeah. Well, you're gonna be chugging more than one beer. So uh, yeah, yeah, it sounds like at least <laughs> multiple. Prepare your liver. Wow. Yes, yeah, I know, and right? So, and and then the kicker is this. So after all the teams are made, and you you're with all your group, then we call each team up individually, and we give each player on the team a beer, and they have a chugging relay race, and whoever oh. which team ever finishes with the fastest time gets to pick their schedule for the next round and let's be honest that's the most important one because who wants to wake up at 9 a.m when you've been out drinking beer till four in the morning Dude, nobody we, we are on our way to spokane for a big hockey tournament my beer league team and we i mean well we're in bad shape as it is on the ice by that mm-hmm. point because it's a five-hour trip and we're in a party bus the whole time mm-hmm. but we yeah. are we purposely make sure that we lose that first game because the winners <laughs> play earlier <laughs> so if you lose you start around noon if you win you start around eight in the morning and it's like nobody wants to do that yeah no it's and you know like the, like we do one in vegas as well and that's oh, like people get there and they the problem is that everyone says oh, i don't even want to play hockey but after they've lost a couple grand on the slots or the strippers <laughs> or whatever they do on friday night then the only thing they can afford to is play hockey the next day so and it's nice Let's to sweat out the beer. alcohol too Oh, well, the, the only problem is the drinking doesn't stop on Friday night. It, it continues all weekend. So yeah, I guess you're not you really, really sweating it out. don't get a break until Monday. <laughs> Toppy looks – one of our guys on the show just looks like either this is killing his liver just listening to it oh, or he's yeah. trying to figure out how to play hockey I by can, that time. I can't, no, it's A. I can't imagine how you could drink all this beer and then go out and do sports, man. How long does a draft take with, like, a room full of just drunk people? It comes like when they get there, we usually give them like four drink tickets. So in addition to the beer from right. kind of like they're getting pretty lit before the draft even wow. starts. And yeah, it is a lot like herding cattle at, at yeah. uh, some point. Like no one wants to listen to you, and you have to <laughs> you have to scream. And and it's it, it, it's it's definitely a, a process. But uh, I think it's it, it's one of the the most important things because not only picking teams, it's what builds the camaraderie and yeah. and yeah. kind of what makes the tournament what it is because. Let's be honest. Like we we've all played hockey, and we we've been in hockey games where uh, where it gets a little out of hand because somebody wants to fight or, or yeah. someone wants to you know be a jerk. And like the draft really builds the camaraderie. So when you play the next day, not only do you respect the guys on your team and you want to look out for them, but when you're going into a corner, you say, "Oh, that's that's John from last night. Let's you know let's pull up." And and, and it really sets the stage for a weekend of 
just fun. Like, yeah, it, it is competitive hockey. Like it's, it's good hockey where, you know, people want to win, but it's, there's no fights. Like, I think there might've been two penalties called on our team this whole weekend. Cause no, no one plays that way at these tournaments. And I think that's where the beginners also like these tournaments. Cause they don't have to deal with all that stuff that they see in league hockey, where you, you have a couple goons on the other team yep. that you don't like playing against. <laughs> yeah. So. You're less likely to hack at someone if they bought you a shot the night before. Oh, exactly. Or you can say, <laughs> Hey, I didn't hack you. So buy me another shot. There you go. That's a good point. Yeah, so then the rest of the weekend is, I mean, you're playing the game. So in Bremerton, when it's happening, it's happening, uh, is it is it in June? June 19th through yes. the 21st, okay? Yes, June 19th through the 21st, and this will be our second one. And I, 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 I first I want to just brag on Bremerton a little bit, uh, mainly because this was kind of, Bremerton last year was my first tournament where I kind of uh, said, hey, this is where I want to do it, let's do it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm American, of course, and uh I, I kind of wanted to, put, to get some more American tournaments going because yeah. it's a predominantly Canadian company, and uh, you know half of our half of our ownership group was a little uh, Bremerton. That doesn't seem. I'm like, this will work. These guys want us to be there. You know, I, I called all around Seattle because I just wanted Seattle area, and I just happened to call Bremerton. It was close enough to Seattle. Yeah, oh, it's just and a fair Allison. Yeah, Allison just she she runs the hockey there, and she said we've been looking for a tournament. We want it, and we'll support it. And they did. I mean, it, it was the biggest inaugural tournament we've had at the NCHL. Wow. And it just, like, people still talk about it. Like, people from Calgary are like, I can't wait to go to, to Bremerton. And, you know, wow. our biggest one is Nobody says Canmore. that here, usually. Yeah. So that's impressive. And, you know, the thing about it is, like, it, for the Seattle guys, it's, it's close enough to home to where it's not a huge travel destination. Oh, yeah. But it's it's a hockey weekend away from home. Right. No, I'm getting so a hotel room in Bremerton. So like, I'm, not, I'm, not it, go, I'm not going home. There's no way I'm going to make it home. My wife ain't driving all the way to Bremerton to pick me up. But, and also, in all fairness, a lot of people who haven't, the hockey players that are listening that are interested in this, if you haven't had a chance to play at the Bremerton rink, I only have been able to do it once, and it's a really cool facility. It's a, it's, it's a nice rink. So that, that's going to be a lot of fun to be able to go down there for that. Yeah, it's it, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful facility, and we we pretty much take over the rink for the whole weekend. Nice. And uh, like I said, just drinking and hockey. So if you like those two things, I, I think you'll definitely love the tournament. Yeah, and I, I said I'm going to get to be a part of it, so that's going to be fun to be able to play some hockey with some listeners out there that are that are listening to this that have any interest in doing it. Uh, I'll, I'll you know if you uh, buy me a couple of drinks, I'll draft you right away. <laughs> 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 hey, so uh, before we let you go, and I'll, uh, before I want to let people know they could get information at drafttournament.com. Also, you guys are on Facebook, and you guys do a great job of uh, putting up pictures and videos and things like that of what's going on, so people could get a little mm-hmm. bit of a taste of of what this tournament's all about. Uh, but we got to talk Seattle Northwest, the jerseys. What kind of theme are you thinking? Do you need help? We could brainstorm right now. I mean, what's going on? Well, I, I mean, I, let, let, I mean, let's brainstorm. I mean, Seattle is one of those things where last year, uh, you know, for me, I, it just keeps coming back to I want to do one in the states, and you know, we're very. Uh, the thing that's different about Canada and the states for me is that we're very patriotic, and and they support their troops here. But yep. when when we talk about Americans, like we're yeah, go troops, we support you. And so last year, what we did is we did a theme that uh, that uh, featured a squadron uh, from uh, John C. Stennis from the the ship there, yeah. and they were awesome. Like they like people just saw them and just loved them. And the only thing was, <laughs> all those guys were like, "That's all Navy. We want to see some more." So we yeah. thought, you know, would a, maybe another military theme where it, where it represents all the branches. But hey, we're we're uh, we're down to hear. Uh, thoughts maybe that's something your listeners can say hey they should do this and maybe they could send it to us on twitter at draft tourney or or facebook and and we could have a competition and see what kind of ideas we can get well you guys and us down here in washington we got one thing in common and we both like our weed 
You could probably like <laughs> maybe each one's team a, a different strain One's a bomb of weed. Yeah. Or, or the bongs versus the bowls <laughs> versus the joints versus yeah. the knife uh, hits. Yeah. The bleezies. <laughs> the blunts. That might not be, <laughs> that might not be family yeah, yeah. friendly <laughs> enough. <laughs> well, I guess maybe just a picture of a tree. There, there you go. Yeah, just different leaves. Yeah, you can t- tell people it's a hemp tree. <laughs> yeah, it's a maple leaf. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah just a maple leaf. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's it's so cool, especially because like the jerseys these days, like you can do so much stuff with them and just yeah. get as crazy as you want. And and I think it's kind of moved towards a when they started, it was more of the traditional jerseys at our tournaments, and now it's more went to how crazy can we actually get with these and. You know, it, it's been successful so far with all these designs, and like I'm pretty excited. Like we have a few floating ideas for the Seattle one, and it's it's weird to say that part of my job is to sit around and talk with my buddies about what jerseys. That's we're awesome. Use, but it's but it is pretty cool. So are you keeping the jersey if you sign up for this tournament? Yeah, if you yeah, that, that, that's another thing. So a lot of people when they when they see the tournament, they don't really know exactly what goes on. But uh, when you sign up for the tournament, uh, you get two nights hotel. You get uh, five games, you get the draft party, and you get a jersey, a pant shell, and socks. And those are yours to keep. Neat. That there, there alone, is if you just bought it on your own, is pretty expensive in itself. Oh. So that's, that's a great deal. Yeah, it's, it, it's a great deal. And, it's, it, you know, and a lot of what we have to overcome is you know, when people come to our events, they say, well, yeah, it, it, is, it is a little more expensive than most, but it's an experience that is well worth it because you don't just get the hockey. You don't just get the hotel. You get all of these things. And it's like just today, like the friendships alone, like I, I woke up and I turned on my Facebook and I had 17 new friend requests from people from the tournament that just That's got awesome. Home. Wow. Yeah. So dumb question, but, I, but it's open for girls, right? Oh yeah. It's, it's completely co-ed. I, yeah. this, this, uh, Toronto tournament, uh, the first one is it had, uh, 44 skaters and I think 30% of them were female. One of my good friends, nice. Sarah, she's one of the goalies that goes all the time. She's just yeah, talking about I how she, to... she killed her liver in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> I, Sarah, Sarah's been to a lot of them in a row, too. I, she might be creeping up on the Iron Man as well. I was going like, to say, I see her always posting that she's going to all these towns. I'm like, then I go, I'm like, oh, is there a draft tournament going on? Oh, yeah, there is one in, oh, yeah, there's one in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's if, awesome. If, if, if I would say that there's no such thing as too much hockey, but if there was, Sarah would be the epitome of that because oh. she plays every day, it seems like. Mm-hmm. So, Sarah, if you're listening – you play a lot of hockey. Congratulations. Yeah. No, she's one of the good gals out there for sure. She's a great person. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What about flannel jerseys? That's not well, a that's bad a, idea. Oh, well, uh, I guess a flannel would be too hot. But, uh, but the we did flannel like a design. Flag. Well, yeah, the design. Yeah, well, well, did you? If you see the Toronto one, we did like a, a Don Fine. Cherry, like a yeah, yeah, red yeah. flannel, like. But lumberjacks would be yeah, that would be yeah. A, kind of a cool big old cool beard. That's actually what they it? call themselves. How about oh, superhero? Yeah, a little beard hanging down. That would be pretty awesome. Or it could be just like different fish. I don't know. <laughs> just a bunch of salmon. Dude, I can't wait. And, and, and also a nice good thing, if you look at the price, you're like, Ew. like I did at first. I'm like, oh, it could break it up in two months. Oh, that's as easy then. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of a cool deal. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. You can you can make some monthly payments and, and yeah. you know, it's it's, that's how I'm gonna it's sneak just one it of those through. things where a, a lot of people look at it like you did the first time and they think, whoa. And then once they come, like I, I deal with that all the time. Once they come. They understand. Oh, hey, this was definitely worth it. I'll be at the next one, and that's something to point out too. That people that come to these things, they come to one, and then they want to come to every other one, and they just they just keep coming, and that, and that's why we keep adding them. For example, we're doing one in Anchorage in August, nice. and the reason we're doing one in Anchorage is because last year in Seattle, a guy from Anchorage came down to play. He loved it, and then in Vegas, a couple guys from Anchorage came down, 
And they just started talking about, you should do a tournament in Anchorage. You should do a tournament in Anchorage. So we started looking into it, and we had about 60 people pre-registered for the Anchorage one. And we're like, all right, we're doing one in Anchorage. That's, that's, wow. that's quite the testament. Yeah, that's part of what made me want to do it from hearing all the great stories and just the, the, my buddies that are all raving about it. Uh, shout out to Turbin as, re- as well and, and, <laughs> and, and Sharky. Oh, yeah, yeah. Turbin is a yeah. great guy. Yeah, he's a good yeah, dude. Tor- Tell if Torben, if you're listening, yeah, I hope you enjoyed your waffles this week. And he found like this out of the way waffle joint in Toronto, <laughs> and he, he he kept trying to recruit us into going. I think he I just saw him on Facebook. He was there this morning again. So. Still talking about waffles, dude. I saw him eat. <laughs> I think it was a five pound burger at the Ram once, right right after we played a game. Wow. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> he likes to eat. Well, yeah, oh yeah. Well, you know, there's all all sorts of people come to these draft tournaments, I guess. But uh, we even had it. Awesomely enough, like we had a lady for Phoenix. We did Phoenix in November. She heard about it and came all the way from the UK to play in the Phoenix tournament. Damn. That's the only reason she came, just to play. And she signed up for Vegas, and three days before Vegas, she broke her ankle. So oh, no. now she's yeah. So uh, we call her Fief. That's that's her name, and she she came out, loved it, and she's just she's dying to get back out on the ice with us. So well, it's obvious you guys have put t- put together something pretty special for hockey people out there. So anyone who plays hockey, sign up, play with me, be a part of the Bremerton thing. Uh, again, get more information at drafttournament.com or find them on Facebook. Uh, Nick, I really appreciate you talking to us about this. Hey, hey Steve, I thank you for the opportunity. And I, before I go here, I just also want to, I know there's a lot of people that listen to your, to your show from, from out that way. And I, and I want to say that uh, thank you for coming to our draft tournaments. Like, the people that come to them are what make them special. Like we, we kind of we put them together, but uh, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be nearly as fun without the people that come and play in them. Awesome, and you'll be there in Bremerton, huh? Yeah, I, yeah. You can't keep me from going to these things. Nice. My wife has tried a couple times, and I just say, well, if you if you stop me, I will probably won't be married anymore. I won't come back. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I didn't say that. I hope she doesn't listen. I'm joking. I, I never said that. I love you, baby. I love you. I we we found a, a Nick impersonator, and we just edited that part in. That really wasn't Nick that said that. <laughs> hey, man, I'm looking forward to hanging out with you and being a part of it and uh, playing some hockey. And again, DraftTournament.com for everybody that wants to get more information. Yep, we'll see you. We'll see you in Bremerton there. Right on, brother. You have a good one. Thank you. Take care. Bye. That was fun. That was really cool. Yeah. All right. So we go from one story about hockey, Toppy. Uh, I, w- I want to call my buddy Domi. Uh, You're going to make me freaking dial again. A second call. <laughs> Come on, man. You're one for one. Yeah. You actually killed it the first time, man. Congratulations. My fingers still hurt from drumming with a uh, window pane earlier. Dude, you got to build up your calluses. <laughs> right? You'd have some weird calluses. Oh, oh, God damn it. That's a failure. Son of a bitch. You have to dial a one on the stupid hotline. Always. <laughs> you always have to dial a one. That's like phone 101. Uh, Forever uh, phone. Take two. Uh, uh, Eight, six, uh, seven, five, uh, three, three, oh, nine, nine. Hello, Las Vegas. Are you Jenny? there? Vegas. Oh, Vegas. We like peas on carrots. Watch that, don't Jen A. Are you doing Forrest? What are you doing? Jen A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're doing Forrest. Isn't that her number? Hey, Domi here. Oh, Domi! Oh, the other one, yeah. Domi! What's going on, boys? Oh, <laughs> much. How are you, sir? How the heck are you guys? Dude, it's been too long. I'm uh, good. We miss you. Man, I just had a week that uh, STP, as close as I can tell, describe this week to you, it'd be like if you were an extra member of Nirvana for for a week or something like that. I went on a five city tour with them. Yeah, tell it was him. Insane. I, that's why I wanted to get you on the what? show because I mean, you got lots of stuff going on, getting married, making babies, but all of a sudden you've got something that is just like a hockey player or a sport enthusiast's like ultimate dream. Tell everybody what you just did. 
Well, that dream would have some moisture involved with it, too. You know what I mean? Excuse me? Uh, like a fountain? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, I don't know. When's the last time any of you guys phoned your friends and said, hey, I was on the ice, skating down the middle of the ice, Wayne Gretzky on my left wing, and he feathered a nice little pass to me, and I ripped a shot on goal. Yeah. Because what? that happened to me what? about 10 days ago. Domi yeah. just partook in Wayne Gretzky, and you saw it on ESPN. You saw it on the NHL Network. Anything, like He had a big hockey camp tournament thing that was over in Vegas, and Domi was on Wayne Gretzky's line. Oh, wow. That is so cool. It was awesome, man. There was, well, there was um, 84 other people, so myself and 84 others that were called campers because it was a hockey camp. And then they had 15 NHL guys. One of them was Gretz. And, hey, Domi, hold on one second. I just got to apologize to the boys God in the room. Damn, I dude. Actually, I, I let one sneak dude, out. Dude, be and glad it, you're in Vegas, Domi. This yeah. is stale. No, not it's out of bad. boy. It's bad. It's bad. Hey, I don't smell it. I do. <laughs> dude, it went the other way then because it's you'll, you'll get it in a second. Don't worry. All right. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about that, Domi. I just, I just wanted to wish you an apology to Toppy and the Little rest, but not crap. Nick. Um, no, no, no. If none of you guys farted after I told you that, man, I'd be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah you hook up with Gretzky and you're able to make it happen. Yeah, it was just unbelievable from day one, from when we got there. And we it, the thing the deal came with the uh, room at the Bellagio the whole week, and you get up every morning at breakfast with the boys, get on like the team buses. Wayne tried to make it as much like a, a real you feel like an NHL guy as you possibly could. Um, and then they divided the 85 guys into six teams. We had a little round-robin tournament that went Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Um, I had a kid named Chris Chelios on my team. You might have heard, <laughs> heard of him. Yeah. Heard of him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. is this like a yeah. fantasy hockey camp? Is that yes. what this is? Exactly. Yeah, Gretzky oh, yeah. nice. does it every year. And, yeah. uh, Domi, tell everybody how you got hooked up on it because, I mean, most people are paying tens of thousands of dollars to be a part of this camp. Yeah, you're making kids and getting married. How are you affording this? <laughs> yeah, 14000 exactly. And um it was weird because uh, um, a few months ago, Pat Burns, the late coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he had some other fame. New Jersey show. Devils. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks. Yeah. yeah. Stanley Cup. Stanley Cup um, winning New Jersey Devils. <laughs> yeah. He did it once. So last summer, I think it was, he was posthumously elected into the Hall of Fame. And I have I have Wayne's cell phone number. I don't communicate with him that much. There's eight million people always texting the guy, calling the guy, whatever. They want this, they want that. And I knew that I knew Wayne was a really respected Burnsy, so I just sent him a text that about time for Burnsy eh, when that when they put him in the Hall of Fame. And Wayne wrote back, he said, yeah, unbelievable. I'm so so happy he's in there. And about an hour later, he texts me back. Says, Are you still playing pickup hockey? I said three times a week. And he writes back, you want to be in my hockey camp? Well, of course. I mean, was that a trick question? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so I, I wrote, but I wrote him back. I said, yeah. Oh, because earlier I told him I'm having this baby and stuff like that. If you get, if you got any dad tips, let me know. Wide open. And so I wrote back. I said, I'd love to be in it, Wayne. I'm, I'm a little stretched out with, with the baby coming and everything, but thank you. He writes back, no, 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 no. You're, you're coming as my dad. So. <laughs> Everybody has to think paid fourteen thousand dollars except me. That a boy. <laughs> Congratulations, right? man. So there's Domi on Wayne Gretzky's line, getting to be a yeah, part of this. That is so cool. Oh yeah, it was so great. I mean, he, he, Wayne. What Wayne did is he went and played on every team at one time or another. That's cool. The first first day of the first game, he was on my team, which was really cool because 
like when I introduced myself to Chelios tonight before I said, I'm on your team, kind of treated me a little bit like a dick, like, yeah, get away from me, whatever. I'm just here because I right. owe Wayne a beer. Because I, I owe Wayne a favor. Yeah. You probably didn't yeah. even pay. You look like that guy. You look like a bottom feeder. <laughs> yeah. So the next day we're on the team together, and Wayne's on our team, and he's telling Chelly that I'm his buddy. And the whole rest of the week I was like, Chelly's like right-hand man. Like well, you're calling him Chelly. I mean, right there alone, that must mean you're friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's my old buddy now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any other uh, NHLers uh, a part of this camp? We had um, we had a guy, a tough guy named Darren Langdon on our team. Yeah. If you look him up and look at some of his fights, um, uh, that Check guy was fight record. Oh, oh, yeah, Darren Langdon, man. That guy was – watch some of his fights on YouTube, man. The guy was tough, and he was a lot of fun. <laughs> he was a lot of fun. I, w- I was probably – no, no, no. I was by far the least talented player on my team. And we had – and we had uh, – <laughs> But I was the funniest guy in the locker room. Nice. There were people that said they got their money's worth by the by the uh, me chirping in the locker room. I chirped them all. They gave them about a day to get used to me, and then the, the last three days I ripped them all, every single one of them. Did you, uh, <laughs> by chance, pull out the binder, uh, the Van Handel, Van Halen binder? Yeah. I, I thought about it because you know I showed that to Wayne back in the early '90s. I thought about it. It wasn't really the right time and place. A lot of people brought their wives, and uh. the wives, you know. When, when the wives see uh, Bush, that hairy, they get a little freaked out. So yeah, I, and uh, gremlins attached to it and everything. <laughs> yeah. How about yeah. their daughters? Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of daughters, were there any members of the uh, Wayne Gretzky uh, family there? Yeah, exactly. Oh, That's call. where I was going. Well, it's funny you asked that because the, the very first day that we got on the ice was drills day. So they, mm. they did drills and they evaluated so they could pick the same six teams. And when we got done, there was a, the, the, one of the instructors was a, I think he's a strength and conditioning coach for the Rangers and a, something. And so he, he goes, okay, boys, there's like seven minutes left. You guys do just skate around or whatever. And one guy says to him, hey, coach, can you tell me, uh, show me how to make a perfect sauce pass? And another guy says, hey, coach, uh, you know, if I'm in the neutral zone and they're trapping, what do I, blah, 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 blah. And so then I raised my hand. I said, hey, coach, I, I hate to be the, the obvious guy to ask the obvious question. I'm going to feel like a dummy. He goes, no, that's all right. What is it? And I said, when does Paulina get here? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Because these guys were taking it too seriously. I was like, come on, man. Excuse me. And, uh, you know, we we all want to know when Paulina's getting there. And even though she just had a uh, baby seven weeks prior. Still probably looks amazing. Yeah, I'd do her. Oh, yeah. She got there like a couple days later. Nice. Yeah. So she showed up. How'd she look in person? Amazing. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes. That's a word. That's worth the n- n- the amount of money you spent on this admission in itself, yeah. right? Which was zero dollars. A lot of the guys said that was the fourteen grand's worth it there. Well, and he's oh. already and he's already invited you to come to next year, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, man. He was. Well, well Wayne was Wayne was hitting it hard every night. You know what does that I mean? Yeah. Sunday night. <laughs> Sunday night was the first night. It was the night you check in the Bellagio, you get all your gear. You won't believe the gear they lined us out with and the friggin' swag bags with all the swag and shit, man. It's just unbelievable. So that night there was a thing out at the pool with cigars and the 99 Estates wine. And uh, um, this guy gets up on the on the stage, and he's, this guy's he's a friend of Wayne's. He's telling jokes. He's hilarious, making all, millions of jokes and making everyone laugh. And uh, Wayne was just gone man he was lit because his son-in-law Pauline, his husband that day 
just won a big golf tournament, won one point four million wow. in a golf tournament. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so that that little baby was just born. His dad's the best golfer in the world and his grandpa's the greatest hockey player ever there. They, they might be an athlete, I don't know. But um <laughs> it was like, Oh, so so yeah, so I saw Wayne on the ice Monday and I said, Wayne, are you looking pretty happy to see you upright today after last night? He goes, Oh no, I'm a professional at that too, Stevie. He goes, I'm a pro at that. So he, he and he lived up to it, man. He was he was pretty much stewed every every night there, as we all should have been. I'm, I'm like all geeking out because I'm going to be taking part in a, uh, a hockey tournament in Bremerton, and I'm spending like 500 bucks, and I'm loving it, and I'm excited about it. And here's Domi who just gets to go to a hockey yeah. tournament with Wayne Gretzky for free, gets to drink with Chelios or, or Chelly, sorry. Chelly. That Chelly. is unbelievable, man. That's so cool. It was the greatest week of my life, man. Well, I, like yeah. I told you via text. that Until you, you get married, right? Yeah, until the baby's born, too, <laughs> right? right? So, yeah, that, that greatest week's coming up in about four or five more weeks. I can't believe little, that. You're about to be a dad. Wow. She must be huge. Little Domi. Uh, yeah, you know, she's only gained 12 pounds. Whoa. Mm. What? Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's just all that little belly. is just a bump sticking out. Nothing wow. else. And how, uh, how, what window of time have you given her to lose those 12 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gave her a day per pound after the baby's done. There you go. That a girl. Nice, nice. Yeah, 12 days. Uh, one last uh, – I forget what I was even going to ask, man. I'm, I'm so – Brain dead at this point. <laughs> That's awesome, man. You know, you oh. know this thing. Oh, let me just tell you really quickly. When you think you're thinking how great this hockey experience is, and you're on the ice with Danny Savard and Curtis Joseph and Grant Fuhr and all these guys, and then to top it all off, it couldn't get any better. My other buddy who introduced me to Wayne in the early '90s shows up, and he's got twin gorgeous lesbians with him. Nice. Oh, it is entourage or something. Yeah. What's nice. he gonna do with them? Buddy. Yeah, they've done uh, incest lesbo before too. Oh my god! Wha- Wait, that's what Toppy and Steve bonded <laughs> over. So why not? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is share. This the was not there. a part of the conversation I was expecting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, th- at this point, you really do owe them some money. <laughs> yeah. Well, I sent a I sent a little check to to uh, Wayne's charity for the thing, but uh, you know. Is it Charity those two girls? I mean, what's going on here? Charity and what's her other name? Uh, What? Who? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, one last thing, Don. Before we let you go, like I told you via text, next when you talk to Wayne, say, hey, I'm only going to do this tournament this year, this upcoming year, is if you uh, are able to bring your own personal goalie, a.k.a. me. Right. Yeah. I would love it, dude. That would be so much fun. Hey, what does Gretzky drink? Everything? Uh, A lot of Molson's. Of course. And um, I like the little bat. Yeah, but they, they like we get back to our room and there's like a six pack of Molson sitting on the. I mean, Stevie, ask ask Billy, man. Billy came down. He's one of our boys from, uh, from yeah, Tacoma Donkey. Oh, and by the way, Stevie, when the pictures come out, um, I've got my donkey T-shirt on under my gear every day. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So and there's locker room pictures where I got all the gear except my you know sweater on, so you can see the donkey shirt. And um, it was really cool because you just leave all your – you left all your gear every day. The clubhouse guys washed it for you, had it all fluffed out. What? Sitting there for you the next Wait, day. Wait, you had oh, a fluffer? Hey, you had a fluffer. Yeah. <laughs> Domi, man, uh, good for you, man. Couldn't happen to a better dude. I'm real happy for you. And, uh, I'm oh, looking... that's nice of you to say that, man. And uh, I can't wait to see you hopefully sometime in the near future. I miss all you guys, man. Yeah, and we miss you. It would be great to have you in studio one of these days. Thanks for calling me today. Yeah, sorry we were late. Oh, that's right, buddy.
All right, Brandon. <laughs> See you. Have fun, boys. Take care, Domi. Take care, Domi. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> I think he already has enough Gosh, luck, sir. Man, right? God damn. I mean, one thing after another with that guy. He's, <laughs> okay. He's, but you know, you can understand why. The dude is a funny, fun guy to be around. Yeah. So I understand why Gretzky's like, I'll, I'll take care of this guy's yeah. uh, admission because he's going to make it fun for everybody in the locker room. And yeah, yeah he's like, he even knew like when to, you know, make it a little less serious and have some fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So if Gretzky was trying, Steve. How many shots do you think you could stop his? One out of oh God, how many? All of them. You no couldn't problem. stop one? No, I could stop them all. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, no yeah. I was going, going the other yeah, way with my dude, numbers. Honestly, I, only if he accidentally hit me. Otherwise, I wouldn't stop a single one. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could bounce one off your face. You could give up the body. <laughs> all of them off it of depends. his face. And then hit the I mean, rebound in. <laughs> you know, I mean, if he's he just, getting older. Yeah, if he decides that he gets a little premature with his <laughs> shot, I might be able to get one of those. <laughs> That'd be fun to watch. You know what the thing is, like, if he keeps shooting and shooting and shooting, I might be able to pick up on what his plan is a little bit, so I might be oh. able to cheat a little. But I bet the minute I start cheating, he just will flip the script. Yeah. Yeah. So He I, is the great one. That's right, number 99. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Could you imagine being on the ice with the greatest hockey player no. of all? No. I mean, yeah, of any, actually, like, I whatever, whatever thing that you do, that you get to be on the playing field, whether it be, like, you know, football, hockey, baseball, disc golf, Playing even magic if there's like a guy that's yeah. known as being the the king, grand poobah of magic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who's that guy, by the way? Well, I, BJ Shea, of course. Oh, good God, no! I, I hardly ever play games with him anymore, man. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> sore subject. Just give apparently. us a name. Come on, yeah. Uh, John Finkel. Up. John John Finkel. Right. I mean, Finkel. I'm at a table with Finkel. <laughs> like that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, so. totally. Like you've got to be with the guy who was at the top of his game and is still considered this day as the greatest. Only mm-hmm. Domi'd be calling him the Finkster or something. Right. Oh you yeah, because they'd Shelly. be buds. Hey, Fink, what's <laughs> up? It's me and Shelly. It's me and Same. Fink. So uh, before we get out of here, we probably won't have much time to do voicemails, emails, and text messages because this has just been a jam-packed show. I do want to talk about WrestleMania. I know I watched it. Uh, Rev, I know you watched it as well. I know nothing about what happened. I'm excited to find out. Yeah, I I don't know if uh, Sergeant Hair Club, our boss, Dave, is available to talk, but he went to WrestleMania. If one of you guys wouldn't mind seeing if he's available. You You mean he went to your house or he went to the event? He He went went to to Santa Clara. Oh, he did? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. He was there. Which was really weird when I tweeted there. something out and he favorited it, and then I looked at his feed and I think I saw, like, he was boasting to you, like, right. oh, here's a here's my shot, here's my view, and it was just like, wow. Unbelievable. Did he have good seats? I think he was, like, second row back or something like that. Nice. Let's see what's going on. He'll be in just a couple of minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where do you want to put him? You want another mic? We can bring that other mic in here, Toppy. Yeah, and I'll take, I, uh, I'll take that mic and he can take uh, my mic. I know I have. Like, mic. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I apparently like this, I lost all my information about um, <laughs> about the results. Nice job. You lost the results? Yeah, I, I, I uh, lost uh, our results, too. At uh, some point, I somehow must have thrown them away. That sounds like BS. Oh, it sounds like somebody, somebody asked the bed. Well, yeah. Somebody I asked the bed and uh, doesn't want to show how bad he does. I swear on my life. Everything I do on a piece of paper, I fold in half and then I hide it or I put it somewhere in my office. I can't yeah, find I've, it. I've had to try to find things. Yeah. They're all unfolded like, on a piece of the yeah. paper. They all look the same. Yeah, it, it's been some of the uh, the hardest things to try to figure out your system because I don't really believe you have a system. I don't. I basically mm-hmm. stack things on top of each other and then I need to find it. I go do them all. <laughs> so somebody came in and moved you literally some stuff. lost all of our stuff. I lost all of our results. I have no idea where they went. What? So I I guess I could have went back and listened to the podcast 
So we might have. To, I might have to do that for next week. So we okay. won't. Hey, how about an STP cast listener? Oh, that would be so huge if somebody <laughs> does did that for us. the legwork for Steve. Oh, oh, someone's already done it. That would be so killer, man. If somebody did that, man. I'd love them forever. So, yeah, we uh, don't have those. So I, my bad, you guys. You know, before Dave comes in, I want to play this clip of there's a video out there. You know, because whenever you talk about wrestling, there's always some jackknob that's like you realize it's not real. Right? Yes, we know. It's just all the time. And it's like, oh, I didn't realize that Walking Dead is real and Sons of Anarchy <laughs> it is, is real. And Zombies every, are real, man. Hell, sometimes right. boxing isn't real. Yeah, <laughs> right. Sometimes wrestling is more legit Take than the boxing. Fall. Take the fall. Oh, so it's always bothered me because it's like, I don't view wrestling as actual sport. I, I feel it's athletic, of course, but it's television. It's, yeah. it's entertainment. Like it's Somebody dancing. asked me recently, like, hey, where would you rate it on your list of favorite sports? I'm like, I wouldn't even put it on that list. Like, where would I rate it amongst my favorite television shows? One or number two. Like, it's, I love it. Well, this guy, his name's Max Landis. He's John Landis. You remember the director? Yeah. He's his son. Okay. He's done some stuff in like the world of geekdom, like some, yeah, his some comic book his, stuff. His name sounds really familiar. Huge wrestling fan, or Mark, as they call it in the world of wrestling. Truth. He put out a 25-minute YouTube video, and I'm not going to make you guys listen to the entire 25 minutes, but it's an amazing video about why he loves wrestling, mainly focusing on Triple H, his favorite wrestler. And he's explaining to people why it's not like, – the video's called Wrestling Isn't Wrestling. And that's really what, that sums it up best. It's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's really about story arcs and, and developing characters. And the Triple H character has been developed for like the last 20 years. And he reenacts Triple H's finer moments with women. So he has women dressed up as wrestlers. <laughs> so even if you're not a fan of wrestling, he's got a bunch of hot chicks that are playing like The Undertaker. Oh, Red, that's awesome. Shawn Michaels, nice. Triple H. But at the end of the video... This guy dropped what I felt was the greatest monologue about why I love wrestling and why I think, Rev, you'll probably agree why you love wrestling and why maybe for guys like Nick and Toppy who aren't anti-wrestling, but they just don't watch it, but it'll give you a better idea of why we love this sport that is wrestling. So here is his clip. And that's what you need, man. That's what we all want. From Long John Silver to Perseus to Neo to, to Walter White. We love watching people grow, change, struggle. Good people, bad people, we don't care. We want to see it, man. We need entertainment and we need it now. And when you watch wrestling, that's what you get. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of wrestling sucks. But when it's good, it's great. (laughs) Wrestling is melodrama. Wrestling is mythology. Wrestling is action. Wrestling is comic books. The only thing wrestling isn't is wrestling. There you go. Max Landis right there, <laughs> summing it up best, why I love wrestling. And then, oh, I'm, I, like, as if we timed it, our buddy Dave, Sergeant Air Club, in the studio uh, to talk about WrestleMania because you were there. I was there. That so amazing. Unbelievable. And I'm excited to talk to you. I don't know if you want to get into all the stories, but... um. You you teased me before I went in to start this podcast that you almost got into a fight. Yeah, and and I'm not a fighting guy. <laughs> no, you know you're like me. Put yeah. things in perspective. I spent most of my years as a youth following the Grateful Dead. So <laughs> yeah, man, you know, Grateful right. Dead and fighting really don't <laughs> go hand in hand. No gang wars between your crew and the fish crew. <laughs> no, <laughs> there was no fish back then. They were just Boom. little kids who were imagining one day we'll try to rip off the Grateful Dead. And- oh. oh. Um, well, how many shows did you go to? Like 
just an insane number. Over 100. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Crap. And I never felt quite as bad as I do this morning because uh, right before we left, we were there last night. I think we had we got to dinner at 9.30 last night in San Francisco. Jeez. So I, I don't believe that I my hangover is starting now. <laughs> Congratulations. Because I, I've been drunk most of this morning. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. The girlfriend did a great job of making sure that we're, we're going to Right. We're going to end this one in a blaze of glory. Because it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy. And birth- that is the cool thing about having the birthday at this time, because as you know, every year it's a WrestleMania party right. at my house. <laughs> yeah. Which I think Castle was asking for the keys to my house. We so were going to break could- into your home. Awesome. Oh, man. That's Keep great. the tradition alive. <laughs> <laughs> so what everyone keeps asking me is, you know, what's Levi Stadium like? And mm-hmm. it's beautiful. You know, it's yeah. a brand new stadium. It looked insane yeah. on TV. WWE is so funny because they, you know, said world record well of course you are no, nothing's happened there yet they haven't played a football game I found out apparently they did play all of last season yeah there. they played oh, a they season yeah. I, yeah. I also thought I'm like yes. wait a minute you broke a record all you've had is a soccer match and a wrestling event that right. doesn't mean but anything but nobody got to sit on the floor right. or the, no. the ground part no and so. guess who's gonna kick everyone's ass Taylor Swift for two nights. Oh, oh my goodness. 77,000 to see uh, WrestleMania, but Taylor Swift is going to slide in there and do two shows. It's 150,000 tickets. Mm. That's insane. And she'll sell it out. Oh, she already has, I bet. Yes. I mean, because she's probably yes. sold out Quest or CenturyLink Field at this sold point. Sold it out in a blink. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's, man. So my three biggest takeaways um, have nothing to do with the actual show, but That's I knew amazing. that you would dig it. Yeah. Number one is, you know, we're, we're going upstairs um, when you get off the, uh, first of all, this, this venue is beautiful. This venue is great. And we stayed in San Jose. So literally outside the hotel, you can take the commuter train. And I mean, I mean seven or eight steps outside of the hotel. Damn. You get on the commuter train, which takes you all the way to Levi Stadium, and that was great. That's amazing. So, you know, it was it was busy on the way there, on the way back, like cans of sardines. It, it I was, was gonna crazy. Say, yeah, because everyone is going in at different times throughout yeah. the day, but when it's over, everyone, I want to get home. Right, and yeah. since we're professional concert goers, and I know that this thing is ending exactly at 8 o'clock. Right. Like, on your feet right now. That match is over. Nothing else is happening. Let's go. Right. And even then, we had to wait one more train. So, we... Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, my three biggest takeaways from this was as we get there, we, we start walking upstairs and, and we see another entrance. Let's go downstairs. And and she said, okay, okay, you know, I wanted to get a piece of merch. She got all the Bree mode stuff. Nice. So, I, okay, we'll go. And it looks like there's merch in there. This was a shopping center of WWE merch. Wow. I have never in my possible imagination. Unbelievable. It was bigger and more diverse than what you see with the, with the Hawks. Like a pro shop of just WrestleMania stuff. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, Macy's. it was, there's yeah. t-shirts, but then there's jackets, and then, of course, there's cups, and there's medallions, and there's- and I there's might have dope. a light-up necklace that I bought when they came to town. Right. <laughs> yeah. you, you might have 15 that. Fifteen great dollars spent on that. I thought of you. I was going to start taking pictures, and I just didn't, but- I mean, a Macho Man shirt in every different bright color. <laughs> right. There's a whole line of Hulk Hogan shirts, and they've got all of the all of the old guys in one corner. 
Because you got, got all that the Hall of Fame stuff, so you got to right. have the older dudes too. They got yeah. all that stuff in one corner. They got all of the the like different matches on shirts. They got tons of WrestleMania gear. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just it was crazy the amount of years. That was the first thing that just blew me away. And you know, there are people there that are not buying just one shirt. Like, oh no! Like I got to get the WrestleMania jersey for ninety five dollars or whatever it might have been. And I got to get the belt for two hundred. I got to get this. Like, you know, it's like people are probably dropping five bills on just merch. They give you a WWE bag when you buy something because to fill it no up. one, exactly, <laughs> no one's buying one thing. And the other thing, which is different than, like, we go to a bunch, I've probably been to 40 wrestling events over the years. <sighs> God knows in this room how many combined concerts everybody has sure. gone to. Nothing anywhere like WrestleMania where every, I, I would say, I would say 29 out of 30 people are wearing a shirt right. of one kind or another. And it could be a competitive uh, promotion company. It could be like an old ECW right. shirt. It's like an Iron Maiden concert. Yeah. I, 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 uh, Toppy, I'm saying I have never seen a concert that, that <laughs> has this much merch. That is insane. There's a and, lot of Iron And as you, shirts. like, if you filter your eyes from where you're sitting in the crowd and you say, I'm only going to see the blue shirts, the Cena shirts, you see the blue shirts no, you everywhere. Can't see those. Right, you can't. <laughs> oh, Look at that one. Hey, oh, sent home for that. <laughs> um, and the yellow Hulk Hogan shirts, oh, you can yeah. see those peppered everywhere. Yeah. So, again, the merch is just, they, they blow you away with the amount. And what are the shirts going for there? Like, are they like 30? Do you think you spent seventy for two shirts? Okay, so yeah, that's 30, that would be thirty-five yeah. bucks. Yeah, yeah. and you can math. spend more than that. Stupid! I know my math. <laughs> you can, <laughs> you can Sometimes. definitely spend more. And, and and it's funny. I even saw the Macho Man like the bro tanks. I mean, they even had like tank top oh, Macho yeah. Man ones. Oh like, yeah, unbelievable. I mean, it, it's it's really oh, incredible. Yeah. I got a long sleeve WrestleMania shirt with a tiny logo. It looks like an old vintage shirt. I mean, mm-hmm. they just they do a great job. Uh, the second thing that was amazing is walking around from one door to another door outside like we got in on the west side and we were sitting on the east side. And as we walk in and we're just kind of like, oh, looking over the side a little bit. And the girl says, hey, isn't that, uh, what's his name? And and there's uh, uh, Mick Foley. Oh, yeah. But there's Mick Foley walking in with just the Wait. regular wrestling fans. <laughs> Wait, he's like showing a ticket and, and having it scanned and all that? Yeah. He's got his ticket. And he's alone. And he's got a bag, like a plastic bag with a couple of bottles of water and a sandwich or something. <laughs> Probably a sock puppet, too. Yeah. But yeah, he's got to bring wearing, Mr. Socko with him. It's 80 degrees. I, I My head is sunburned from sitting yeah. out there. And he's got a red flannel shirt and a vest over it. And So I he's mean, dressed the part. I, I don't know that there is a part anymore. Yeah, he's just dressed. I, but I he's think not, this is him. Yeah, like you would dressed. think he would be like, I'm going to the Super Bowl of wrestling. I'm one of the greatest superstars of all time. Right. Maybe I'll wear like a hat. No. And, you know, like no. Just so I don't get stopped by everybody. The giant mop of hair, uh, sunglasses, and he's just he's just wandering in. And the, the only sad thing is he's he's big. I mean, yeah. he's, all these guys are much bigger than you ever think. But he's he's a wide guy. Well, he's trying to be Santa Claus, so he's got to put on the pounds. Well, I, he's, yeah. he's close to it. Yeah. Um, but he also, man, does he limp? Yeah. He oh, really yeah. like uh, all those years the hip really and the legs. Yeah. Just taking its toll on. You him. think about how many times he dropped that elbow from like the top rope onto the onto the ground, yeah. not the mat, and yeah. he's coming down on his hip. I mean, mm-hmm. that damage is just. I remember when uh, Mean Joe Green was assistant coach for the Cardinals, yeah. and he came to Seattle and. 
I watched him on the sideline, of course, because I love the guy, and oh, I felt so bad for his legs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think the worst one I saw was um, um, what is his name, uh, Mister Perfect's dad. Oh, uh, Larry the Axe Henning. Yeah, I yeah. saw him. I was it was it him or Har- No, it was Harley Race. I saw him Ooh. walking at somewhere at something and. Man, the, the, the guy's knees just kind of angled in. Oh. He was just from all those years of abuse. That's rough. Um, yeah, but the, the the saddest part of my day, and and it's 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 not like I'm not proud of this, but I haven't been in a fight since I was a kid. I'm not a guy who fights, and if anything, I was a guy who was picked on because I was tall and skinny, right, and had a whole lot of hair. So it was like, let's let's screw with this guy. Guy with the fro. So you know what's at a wrestling match, what's at an event like this, it's a lot of dads and their kids. And it's the kids who are having fun. Mm -hmm. These kids up to like 14 years old who are just like, they're into it. Yeah, WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. And I'm sitting, we're sitting in a group, uh, there's a a bunch of guys who who all belong to the same gym on one side and a a bunch of families nearby. Not a lot of moms, not a lot of... (laughs) Can't go imagine. Shocking. <laughs> Chick factor was low, yeah. huh? In between matches, <laughs> 10 minutes to get into the bathroom and get out. And I come back and I, and I said, uh, hey, baby, did you go? Uh, yeah, I took a picture because I thought you'd enjoy it of an empty bathroom. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, there's no women who go to WrestleMania. No. So did, you go to the, did you use the women's room? I always well, get a, I was tempted. Yeah. They should let guys oh, use yeah, the women's totally. bathroom at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think, really yeah. Was, I or at least a, every other one or something. Yeah. Right. You know? It's 600 people online of the 77,000, so about 76,000 men. Look, it's no shock for me whenever I get a pair to wrestling in town. I'm always like, I'll bring my wife. And I tell her, she's like, that sounds great. And then like a week before the event, she goes, do you think Ted wants to go with you? <laughs> Absolutely more so than yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, but all the Brimo girls are pointing at each other like, yeah, you too, huh? You got suckered into this. Right, yeah. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting there and, and, and you, who has the signs for the most part at a wrestling event? Well, it's like the, the, the marks kind of guys or you right. know, in the kids. Right. Yeah. So you'd imagine a guy who's 50 years old, who's excited to go to a wrestling event and I'm over 50 and I'm excited, but I haven't made a sign. Right. Because I just, that's not something I would necessarily do. It's a young man's game. <laughs> right. So the dad and his kid that are sitting about three rows in front of us who do have a sign, Uh-oh. it's not the kid who has the sign. In fact, the kid couldn't have been a better kid. Right. He's sitting like near like the kids near me who are just sitting down on the chairs and like they're excited, but there's no signs. But douchewaffle dad <laughs> has Biggest a sign. sign in the crowd. And yeah. now don't Oh, my headphone. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this the crap out. that you guys go through with headphones yeah. every day? Yeah. Oh, this, yeah. is why, this is the real reason why we brought you in. To, to experience <laughs> our condition. Did you see how bad it is? <laughs> see, the struggle is real, Dave. No. Our headphones crap out. So in front of me is this flimsy sign that looks like a kindergarten kid, you know, drew yeah. something on it, Warrior Forever or yeah, something right? like that. How yeah. close are you guys seat-wise? Three right? rows. No, 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 it wasn't. I, I, they were, they were different than I thought because the configuration. They had never done this configuration, so I couldn't really figure. I don't know, maybe twenty rows back, right. something like so that. So the sign is not really going to be seen on TV. If no, the oh, sign gosh, is no. not going to be seen 
on TV. I never get those people. Like, like, like same with like the people like in like the nosebleeds. They have a sign. I'm like, when do you think that camera is going to end up on your sign? <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, if 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 a kid is doing it, you want a kid to have all the fun. So the sign is right in front of me. Of course. And this is when Sting is walking out, oh, right? Oh, hell no. And all the people around me are just like, I can't see a damn. I can't. I, I can't. So finally I decide Uh-oh. I'm going to just go down three rows and I'm going to just tap the guy on the shoulder and say, hey, could you do me a favor? Um, there's a whole lot of people who can't see. He lost it. <laughs> They're not going to stop me from having it. my fun. I paid all this money for this. Yeah, I want some my sign. Dude, that's about what he said. <laughs> I paid a lot of money to be here. And he goes on and on. I said, I understand. There's a whole bunch of kids sitting right over here, and they can't see anything. And what does this guy say? Not my problem. I don't care about them. Oh, oh my God. Wow. And, you know, I'm not going to fight him. I just, I'm now he's just yelling and screaming at me while Sting is still making his way out there. And this is what. That's a great soundtrack, by the way, for that. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> Chinese drums going on. So I get up there and a few people behind me just like giving me a pat on the back. Hey, thank you. Look, I'm not trying to change the world here. Right. I, me yeah. and all of the other show. children couldn't see. That's it. So he's now standing. Here, and this guy was tiny. This guy was like five foot four or so, and oh, he's yeah. a little bit younger than me. And like, you're not ready to have a fight either, dude. <laughs> and his son is like, Dad, you're gonna embarrass me. And so I thought that was gonna be that that was gonna go down. And, right. and fortunately, at that point, I'm pulling my phone out to film what's about yeah, to happen. Right, yeah, right. and I'm surrounded by a bunch too. of guys who are appreciating what I did, and the guys who all go to the gym together. So I'm not really concerned about that. Right. So after that, everyone's on their feet, and he's sitting down, and he's staring at the ground. He's pouting? And, dude, that's exactly what the girl said to me. Oh, my God. (laughs) Who is this guy? He's pouting now. You're 50. There's got to come a point in your life. But aside from all that, the event was great. It was (laughs) That part's great. It was was chill. It was weird to see a wrestling event outside. Especially an event, watching it at home, to see it when still, I mean, really up until the end, it never got dark. So it, yeah, which I think sucked for guys like Undertaker and yes. Bray Wyatt because their entrances would have been far cooler. I said that earlier on uh, to some of the people sitting next to me. I was like, "What are they going to do to bring Undertaker out? Because it's the sun is shining bright, right. and even when Bray Wyatt came on, you could see people holding up their phones. But you know, you really yeah. can't see a lit phone in the in the. And I really liked his entrance because he had all the crazy zombie type people, weird, like, scarecrows like the scarecrow guys. And, yeah. and I think that would have looked a lot cooler and dark with smoke and the fireflies and all that crazy crap. You know, and you and I have talked about this so many times. I just, I get into it more at home. I, you mm-hmm. can see it. The production value is amazing. Um, the uh, How they switch, how they, the, the camera angles, you can see everything. Yeah. We spent more time looking at the giant video screens than the actual ring. Yeah. Because you can get that much more detail up there. I remember telling Sid, she's like, hey, so have you ever been to WrestleMania? I'm like, I went to the one in Seattle. And she's like, oh, did you sit front row? I'm like, no, I wasn't that lucky. I was like... For a baseball game, I had awesome seats. Yeah. But for a WrestleMania, it was like watching a couple of Lance wrestle, and I wound up watching the big screen because it's like unless you're super close, it's – I mean, it's awesome to be there for the environment, but you, you miss the commentating. You miss all that kind of stuff too. Yep. Yeah. I know? mean, it's very true. I think what Vince McMahon said years ago, he's in the television and entertainment business, right. not in the wrestling business, and that's smart because 
between the spray tans and the filters on the cameras. <laughs> and you and I were there together where we saw Triple H wrestle. Yep. And you look at the back of his leg. What is that? Oh, dude, that's like the creases behind his leg. Ew. He must have, like, yeah. they, they, they missed a spot. Like, pale exactly. White, yeah. Yuck, yeah. Yuck, it's like, yuck. oh, the, the yellow just stopped right there. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like, and then you're like, then you're uncomfortably staring at a man's ass for the rest of the match. <laughs> right. You can't help but you notice. Can't. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, flies the poop, man. But you can't, you know, there wasn't a lot of detail. That's why I asked you if there was anybody. Oh, I, we were texting yeah. at the end of Did I miss anything during the, the Battle Royal? Because they didn't introduce anyone. No, and it was just a cluster know. F. I mean, it was, like, <laughs> it was fun to watch some of the moments. I was really hoping that Mizdow would have won it all. And yeah. I, it sounded like the crowd was eating that up alive. They but were. It, you know, because he's just become like this awesome, like, you know, cult-like figure in, mm-hmm. in WWE in a sense. But, I mean, the matches, I thought the matches were great. I know Rev and I were talking about it as well. I thought, I, I, I really did not walk away from being disappointed by any of the matches. Maybe bummed about some of the outcomes. Yes. But not like bummed Absolutely by, like, bummed. yeah, I wanted Sting to win. But I wasn't like, I can't throw away the rest of the the, the day Dude, because at, it was still a good match. As soon as, as soon as DX came out, I knew that, I, I was just like, oh, they're doing Monday Night Wars. Yeah. Which was and so as cool. soon as that happened, I was like, oh, Sting's losing. But it was so cool. I lost my mind when NWO came out. Like, like I, I literally clapped in my yeah. in my house. And Michelle was like in the kitchen. She's like. Are you clapping? And I'm like, yes, and I'm okay with this. I was genuinely worried though when they uh they they, they flipped uh Scott Hall over. Oh, I thought he was just gonna shatter like, on the ground. Uh, no, I was like, oh, that could lead to pain pills, man. Come on, oh, this guy yeah. just beat his addiction. We don't need oh. this. To happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see three guys when you can see Hogan and uh, and and Nash, not so much Hall, but the other two just limping their asses down the down yeah. the ramp, man. It's it's it is time to pass the torch to another generation, was, maybe was, even grandkids generation <laughs> that was like a super nostalgic match but it was still fun oh, yeah it was, it was. I, I honestly did not expect much out of that roman reigns match and i would thought i was like there's no way you're going to top the other matches that happened i thought you know yeah. uh, the, the, i, I like the bray wyatt undertaker match i know some people thought it was too slow but i was like i kind of went into it expecting it to be slow but man that roman reigns lesnar match was off the charts it was great it yeah. was great the, but I, the finish to seth rollins and randy orton was amazing yep the uh the the what the RKO off of the the the, the curb stomp yeah mm-hmm. was amazing I was just like wow that's just the coolest thing well choreographed so yeah. well great show great shirt that they're selling there which was uh, RKO out of nowhere with oh him. they are yeah but it's it, it's a little cartoon of Randy Orton giving an RKO to a bear <laughs> <laughs> very very clever the um uh, I think the Sting match was. I I, I did, wanted a different outcome, too. Mm-hmm. I was assuming that Sting was going to win, but I think right. it opens the door up for more matches with him uh, in WWE. The Rousey thing, nobody saw that coming. But I when, love her. You know, She's yeah, so hot. She did a great job. Man. I and, thought so, and, too. But that segment, I think, was 35 minutes long. I burnt my damn dinner. Because I went to go cook dinner when the like when the and that yeah. segment shows up, I'm like, whatever. I go to start cooking dinner and then they're still going and then Rousey comes out and I'm sitting there watching it, completely forgetting I was making dinner. Right. And then I'm like, Oh, th- there's something burning. Well the Hold good on. thing is that you probably could have gotten two Pagliacci deliveries yeah. while that was going on because it went on for Which is crazy when you think like, okay, well they moved the battle royal to the opening card because right. they were trying to like pres- you know, save some time and then it's like I'm thinking are they just trying to stall so it could get darker out? Or, like, what's going on? I mean, it was still an entertaining segment. I yeah. liked it, but mainly because it was a good time to eat some food, go to the bathroom, and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I was a little surprised by, by them going that long with that segment. Inside the arena for uh, for the final match, 
Roman Reigns was booed so loud. Oh, I bet. I, I don't know if you could tell watching it, but oh, Lord, like you could see that people are really jumping on the bandwagon of the smarter guys are at WrestleMania who are really mm-hmm. wrestling fans, and they look at him as, well, you're not ready, and they they just were brutal to him. Did, they, did he win them over towards the end? Because, I, I mean, at least in our yeah. world he did. Yeah, he, he did win them over, but Lesnar, man, they loved Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> But there's Lesnar screaming. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad that he lost though. <laughs> what I a great way to so end glad. too. It was great. It I was, was watching it as like there's no way Roman's gonna be able to do anything. Like they've just they've already showed that Lesnar isn't right. going to be beat by him. And I totally forgot about the money in the bank stuff. Yeah. Well, I never thought about them doing a triple threat with the money in the bank. That was crazy. Uh, you know what? I think they've saved that forever and ever. No one has ever cashed the money in the bank in the middle of a match. Right. It's always at the end of a match. It's when the and match that's is over. Well, we were talking about how it could end up. But if you noticed, we were doing an, an internal bet on email with a bunch of people here. I didn't get a single match right. Congratulations. <laughs> nice job. I went 0 for 8. <laughs> yeah. Or 9 or whatever it was. Absolutely blew everything. <laughs> I think the only, the only two I got right in, was uh, Cena and Daniel Bryan. And the only reason why I felt that they were going to win is because they need. At the time, I just assumed Lesnar was going to stay champ, so they needed to make those other two championship belts worth something, mean something. So what better way than take two A-level players and make them the U.S. champ and the Intercontinental champ? And you called it, too, man, with the Intercontinental championship afterwards with the Daniel Bryan segment. Yeah. And it's just like just all the paragons that have won the the IC all the way to Bret Hart. Like, I yeah. was just like. They've all of a sudden made that championship mean something again, yeah. and it's all because it just shows the power of DB. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was smart. That was really smart. And that, that hit that uh, at one point Ambrose went down and landed on the back of his head on the ladder. Yeah. That was brutal. Did he show up on Raw last night? I haven't finished watching. Okay. So I haven't watched I the thing, but we got in the elevator. At, yeah, I know. I haven't seen any of it. Exactly. Um, we got in the elevator back at the hotel in San Jose, and uh, this, this woman's wearing a Dean Ambrose shirt, and, 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 and my girlfriend loves Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Um, he's like the replacement for CM Punk. Uh, but she, uh, I said, oh, look, she's wearing a shirt. Oh, do you know what happened to him? He got, he got knocked over and he ended up on the ladder and I, I think he split his head open like this, this chick was, she was like, she's, she knew it all. Right. <laughs> but I don't know if she knew anything right. It was right, but right. she knew it all. She had it all figured well, out. Well, with him, they, I, I remember seeing a shot of like, uh, like docs around him, you know, you know, whatever the, the It guys. seemed legit. Yeah, it yeah. did. It actually seemed legit. Like he was just, well, he was supposed to go out anyway at that point, yeah. but he was really laid out. Yeah, that was a that was a brutal spill on that. I mean, because how fake can you make those ladders? I mean, you, they're flimsy, <laughs> but they're still gonna hurt. I, mean, I think Sting took that same fall a few. Not Sting. Uh, uh um, Edge. Edge. Edge took that I same fall. Your, I remember that. That was I think the first WrestleMania party I was at at your place when yeah. they had one of those ladder matches. I was just like, oh, that's not good. No. Yeah. I mean, these guys do get banged up. Right. As right. much as it's staged, you do get your your just beat. So overall, though, great experience. I yeah. mean. I, like I've told everybody, I I can't compare it to the old ones as a kid because it's hard to put it into context as a kid. You know, everything you suspend all belief. It's yeah. like, you know, it's Santa Claus to you in a sense. But as an adult, now that I've, it's easily the best WrestleMania I've witnessed as an adult. Really? I really enjoyed it. I, I hope you have time to watch the, 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 the TV version. Yeah. It was, it was just a fun watch. Every match was entertaining, man. It was, you know, whether or not I, the guy I wanted won or lost, I, as wrestling fans, we know the winning and the losing doesn't matter. No. It's just, did you create a great story? And I thought all of them did. 
Yeah, you know what? I I want to watch it on the network. I want to watch. I want to watch the Hall of Fame also and yeah. watch all the broken well, guys. Yeah, you might need like a couple of days to finish that because that went on forever. I heard that was long, also. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the uh, Luker Butches on crutches now. Yeah, and then the other one, like he dyed his hair brown, and it's old guy with brown hair. Does it? It's you know, you know he does. He doesn't have brown hair. He's like seventy. And and they, you're right. They were right. old back then. Right. <laughs> they were graying back then. All of a sudden, he's got a perfectly like brown hair. Yeah. And it brown. He browned out his beard too. It was just. Nice. Yeah, he was overly just for men. Like it was a little too much. It seemed. It seemed like it was like you know just from looking up there. Like there are some old like they when they have to catch up to bring back some guys who are in their seventies. Yeah. You wonder what's gone on with these guys over years. Even Larry Zabisco, who was on TNA, what, four or five years ago? I've heard of him. Yeah. He, he looked he like look he's job, aged a bit. <laughs> and it didn't seem like he prepared a speech. He was just rambling. Oh, is that what? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're forward to seeing that. His Couple sucked. cocktails. Hey. hey, I'm Larry Zabisco. And then Rikishi, his speech has pissed off the entire internet community because he didn't thank Scotty too hotty in his acceptance speech. And they kind of made a name for themselves together. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They did, didn't And they? Scotty even went off on him on Twitter. Uh-oh. He's just like, wow, you thanked everybody that you ever worked with except Ex- for the man who you and him, like, together, we put ourselves on the map. Wow. And you did my dance. And, oh, wow. <laughs> he did that. Well, one of his boys did yeah. the worm. Oh, no. And what? he never thanked Scotty too. I was like, he has a right to be pissed. <clears throat> did, did, is Scotty too hotty Lawler's son? I have no idea. Oh, God, I was he? He was with somebody. He was a tag team partner of somebody else, and I don't know. One of them was Lawler's kids, and I don't remember who it it was. But, you know, you, you can't beat the Rikishi family is so massive Ooh, in wrestling. They were it's, all there. Really, all of cool. them. It was cool. All the Wild Samoans, any of the guys that were alive. I remember the Wild Samoans. The Wild mm-hmm. Samoans, a Samoan SWAT team. The yeah. Rock, the Usos. I know him, right? This is like the extended family where every one of these guys comes from the same same family. It's unbelievable how, yeah. how they've all had success too. And, but yeah, so dude, thank you uh, oh, for you're welcome for giving you're us welcome. an update on the world of WrestleMania. Thank I'm you. glad that you didn't get into a fight with the crazy 50 year old <laughs> sign guy. When I when I go to uh, the monster trucks, yes sir, they have like special monster truck drinks. They're way overpriced. And mm-hmm. monster, do they have like WWE food? Um. Like the I, figure four pretzel lock. <laughs> there, what, if you bought a commemorative cup, I think you got free refills. <laughs> um, but that's all I remember. I actually had a veg dog at the stadium. Like the, the, oh, yummy. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the monster truck guys have like a, a snow cone thing that you buy in this really cool cup, but it's like 15 bucks. Look, <laughs> WWE has figured out how to monetize. I think that was $15 million in ticket sales alone. Wow. wow. Forget about and then the merch. merch and yeah. Then, and then, I mean, I mean, still people are ordering it on pay-per-view enough to make it worth, uh, you know, to raise a pretty penny. They were, I, some, or people I, like Rev who just signed up for the network for one day and are going to cancel it after yep. the month. Yep. Yep. I saw people walking around in t-shirts that said nine ninety nine. I can't believe they sell those and people buy them. <laughs> that seems a little <laughs> I mean, it's goofy, like, but... <laughs> I don't know if Kiss has learned from WWE or <laughs> WWE has learned Kiss. from Kiss, but yeah. monetize everything. Like for the for Tintopi and Nick, because I know you don't watch wrestling. Like that's a joke. Like whenever they say how much the network costs, it's nine ninety nine. So the whole crowd goes nine ninety nine. Right. Well, they not 
Let's make a T-shirt. Probably charge thirty bucks for it, right. and people are buying it. And it just says nine ninety nine. But it's probably got the little logo on the back or something, right? Or yeah, somewhere. Sure, sure. <laughs> That's worth it then. It's official merchandise. You paid more for what the price is on the shirt. Right. You could have had the network for three months. Yep. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Genius. It's Thank you, brother. Appreciate you joining yeah, us. See you later. Yeah, see you in a little bit. That's funny. <laughs> All right, well, before we get out of here, let's do some Facebook drama. Yeah, let's do it. In the days of the past. Oh, boy, it's one o'clock. There's always been one thing yeah, it's been to join day. all the bitches together the in bitches. our drama. The bitches. And that thing has always been a Facebook. And now, muchachos, señoritas, Le Steve, Delos producer, shall bring us the best of the drama from Facebook. Facebook. Wow. All right. How much do you think a ringside seat costs? Oh, Jesus. Ooh. For a WrestleMania? Yeah. Uh, 5, face value? Probably oh, 500. Oh, face money. value. I was wondering what people you thought really paid. Oh, I have. No, I, I would imagine a couple thousand. Yeah. yeah. A ticket. But, dude, like when we went, we're in, we were able to go, what, No Way Out? Yeah. A couple, couple, five, six, seven years I, ago. I had the chair. Bro- I broke out the chair for the party. Yeah. Yep. That, uh, I don't know if I even have the chair anymore, but that was so cool just to mm. be up front. Like, if you can get front row or like a couple of those front rows, it's. <laughs> Not just because of the chair, but the chair does help. No, honestly, I, I don't think I can enjoy watching wrestling at a live event if I'm not within a few rows of the yeah. ring. You're it's spoiled. Not, so yeah. much. So yeah. spoiled. It's just a, it's, that's the only way that it's more entertaining than watching it on television. Like, if I was going to sit in the 300 level, it's fun to be there, but I've already done that, so I've yeah. experienced the wrestling experience. So at that point, I'd much rather just, you know, watch it. At home. Yeah, in the comfort of your own home. Yeah, yep. I did it in a suite once, the only time I went to a live wrestling thing. Yeah. And it was cool. Uh, actually, that's a lot because I had second row seats, but I uh, the first time that I ever did it was up in a suite, and that was just not cool. No, it's hard to really follow what's going on. Yeah. Did you get bodily fluids on you last time you went to one, Steve? If you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you did. So it's like I a have at some show. point. Oh, I've caught yeah. a Cena shirt once. That was awesome. Splat. You stole it from a kid, didn't you? No, no. he gave it to a kid. <laughs> How stole- things re- get turned he around. He reversed the <laughs> story. <laughs> Gosh, man. <laughs> totally stole a t-shirt from a kid uh, and then uh, ran out. Not really. <laughs> what is Ted? Oh, that looks awesome. That's Ted's a collared just- shirt that Ted's He's rocking a collared shirt and it looked like he had a bunch of party favors. Yeah, it looked like some vials, huh? Quite possibly. Mm. Sex. All right, let's do Facebook drama and get the hell out of here. It's an opportunity for us to point out the stupidity that happens on Facebook. This week is no exception. So I will play the role of Ben. Rev, you can be Carly. Damn it. (laughs) Toppy, you'll be Emma. Okay. Do you want me to flip it, Brad? No, it's fine. Are you sure? I just wanted to say, oh, my God. All right. (laughs) I will play the role of Ben. Toppy, you will be Carly. Oh, Oh, look at that. Rev, you'll be Emma. All right. And Mono Nick. You will be Trish. Sweet. Trish the dish. (laughs) All right. This chick I had a date with just canceled at the last minute. So weak. I'll be on Xbox if any of you want to join me. Let's do this. Hashtag bros before hoes. L-O-L, bros before hoes. Except you're only looking for your bros because you got stood up. (laughs) The honest hashtag is bros after I get stood up. Thanks for kicking me when I'm down, Carly. This isn't the first time that I had someone. This isn't the first time I've had something like this happen. Please tell me all the psycho chicks in this world not to say yes to a date. Right. 
Please tell all the psycho chicks in the world not to say yes to a date if they're just going to back out. Hashtag bros before hoes. Hashtag burritos before hoes. Hashtag Doritos before hoes. Gross, Ben. Since when, since when do you call women hoes? You're an IT guy, not a rapper. <laughs> have a little respect and maybe you won't have to make Facebook plans with your Xbox on a Friday night. Awesome. I've had... I've now had one chick stand me up and two chicks insult me on public forum. And this is supposed to make me feel better about chicks? Hashtag literally everything exists. Holy cow. Hashtag literally everything in existence before hoes. Oh my God. I was trying to be mean, but you called women hoes. And as a woman, I was insulted. Please stop. You're making a fool of yourself. Hashtag the Taliban before hoes. Ben, stop. Hashtag diarrhea before hoes. There's a long pause. Still no one said anything. Back to Ben. So we're done here? All right. I'll be on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Brock. Man, what a busy show today from Brock's Window Pains. That was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. Domi. Man, Domi, Nick from Draft yeah. Tournament. DraftTournament.com. What was that? Nick from DraftTournament.com. Uh, really a lot of fun. I really appreciate everybody listening. It's been a, a jam-packed week for guests. Sorry we weren't able to get to your emails, your voicemails, and your text messages, but we'll do that next week. Sweet. I promise. <laughs> and maybe we'll get our WrestleMania results. Yeah, if you find them on your desk. They might be there. Dude, I looked everywhere. I feel like the biggest dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I emailed you mine, so there's that. Oh, yes. But I wrote them down on oh. that sheet and deleted everything. <laughs> well, we can't be worse than uh, Hair Club. He went 0 for 8. Yeah, right? that's a good point. I know I got two right. Yeah, you may have won. Hey, next week. Like I mentioned uh, earlier in the interview with uh, Windowpane, we got Michael from Volbeat. The lead singer of Volbeat will be joining us. They're going to be coming to the Wamu Theater, I believe, in the very near future yep. at the end of this month. Yep. End of April, that is. So for Mono Nick, The Rav, Top Shelf, and Steve, this is the STP cast. Thank you for listening. Stay positive and suck it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.